0: here for a spooky Chris- Christmas special? Not <gasps> other
1: it's not It's all the same. Yeah,
0: just a sort of midwinter squash eating kind of festival. Um, I am Tom McNally and with me is Marion Hilditch. Hello.
2: And Stuart Webb. Hello, yes, this is actually me. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that if I had, I had chat sort of got somebody else come in, dress up, and I would have sat by the side of the computer's microphone doing the talking, mm-hmm. and at the end revealed that it was somebody else under the mask. But uh, you'll just have to imagine I did that, well,
0: Maybe next year, you know? Yeah. There's, always, there's always another Halloween, they say. This
2: <laughs> isn't a double bluff. That's not what's going to happen at the end of the episode. <laughs> Don't get excited. <laughs>
1: oh, but yeah, I'm sure our listeners know your voice very well.
2: It's, it's, I'm not sure what I sound like, uh, 3B. Uh, I should say that this is, uh, of course, as you all know, Daniel Craig's uh, Day of the Dead costume from Spectre. Uh, I hope you got also gruel it as much as I like, night inside mine. You might have to come off at some point see how it goes.
1: Yes, so this is a visual uh, podcast, Maximus. You may be listening to this as a regular podcast, or you may be watching this on YouTube. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing out on some things, but we will try to be as descriptive as possible.
0: And we, this is a very special episode in another way because we have used you, the listener slash viewer, to create content for us in the, the spirit of, of the times.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. So you have voted for your scariest Transformers moments um, plus, some extra things that we'll get towards the end of this episode. And we are here to present to you the scariest moments in the entirety of the Transformers franchise as voted by you. And
2: I was just say thank you to everyone who, uh, who voted and uh, liked to share the tweets as well. They, they were very popular tweets, so probably our most successful ones ever. So, clearly, people liked to be terrified by and have been waiting at this moment for years.
0: And if you don't like it, then you've only got yourself to blame.
2: (laughs) Yes, like the American election, uh, (laughs) this will be proved that democracy is (laughs) bugged.
1: So if, perchance, this is the first time you're listening to Podcast Maximus, if you've randomly come across us on YouTube, uh, we are what we like to call an indie podcast. Uh, that talks about transformers comics mostly but not exclusively and you can find us on twitter at podcast maximus or on facebook uh, or you can find us on the tf archive website um plus you know all your favorite podcast uh, platforms where you can listen to our previous episodes
0: aha you can find us individually on twitter as well should we tell them that
1: no don't don't tell them that Am okay right? good all
0: right no. <laughs> Um, you can find me on at McNally. Marian, McNally.
2: Marion, where can they find you?
1: You can find me at Morta on Twitter.
2: Uh, you can find me at InflatableDalek. Uh, and if you haven't heard before and you want to listen to an old episode, I would recommend the Nick Roach interview, uh, which you'll find on the searching podcast, podcast Nick Roach. Because uh, I don't remember the episode off the top of my head, but uh, I think his name's be code up a fair bit as we go along, so
0: that's... uh... Do do you think Nick Roche has anything to do with with Halloween? Do you think he's got any kind of Halloween products he'd maybe want to be associated with? I don't think so.
1: No, no no new comics coming out, is it?
0: No, No, that doesn't sound like him.
1: No. I don't know, but there is this thing coming out, is it called Parenthood? Parenthood?
0: Oh yeah, Parenthood is pretty scary. Oh, he's yeah. done a remake of the Steve Martin
2: film. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you did a tennis review copy. Hot solicitation like this.
1: <laughs> anyway. if after Halloween you're still craving for something scary, uh, check out Nick Roach's new comic called Skarenhood Scarenhood. I don't know what, how to pronounce it it's Scarenhood anyway it's a play on parenthood okay just go look for it it's,
2: it's basically it's coming out next week so it'll be a it's a bonfire night special comic now
1: rather than a Halloween one yes exactly oh wow
0: yeah not enough bonfire night themed comics it's pretty much just beef and and I think I think that's it <gasps> so oh, no without further ado Uh, We shall go through the scariest moments of Transformers history decided by about 230 people, I guess. Uh, Starting with one of my favourites. Woo! Now I'm going to use my warlock powers to share the screen. Oh, we've never done this before. So it's an exciting uh,
2: first fucker
0: Yeah. All right. So cast your mind back viewer, listener to 1985. Uh, And if you are uh, reading a taped together Marvel comics annual of featuring the Transformers characters, then you may remember that the Dinobot sludge, you know, that big stupid dinosaur thing. um, He had a kind of, you know, interspecies sort of scaly relationship with this, this blonde lady. And um, she would use that affection to, you know, get things from him that she wanted, but that was fine. He was cool with it, Um, but, and you know, it it was, it was generally above board until that fateful day in 1985, when she appeared uh, and, and offered him, you know, physical affection and closeness. And where just when he was at his most vulnerable sludge, the big silly dinosaur thing, she ripped off her face, and used laser beams from her eyes to fatally destroy his brain. And then it turned out that Megatron had the kind of like, like, a, like, a, like a, Beano, a Beano box with a, with a wire sticking out of it. And he was really the blonde lady. Um, and then they went home together and Sludge is dead. And, and nothing would ever be the same again.
1: Oh my god and nobody ripped this off for any movies ever.
0: Oh where where someone who seemed to be um someone who seemed to be a blonde woman a blonde woman
1: (laughs) tries to kill somebody and
0: kills why would they do that that's that's so unfair.
1: I know I know.
0: I wouldn't do that if I was a blonde woman
2: uh, that's why you're not a blonde woman, Tom.
1: No, that's I
2: know. Never, down. They never let me. <laughs> uh, when I read this as a kid, I thought about the circuit breaker under the mask. Oh. So it's, uh, that's my contribution of that story.
0: Well, I mean, this story is full of pretty... Gr- I mean, it is literally a story about nightmare fuel. They're all having nightmares. Um, you know, from Megatron getting, like, bisected... In a way that would never happen again in Transformers, um, Optimus Prime getting all, all all his chest all burst out and he's dead in a pile. Grimlock gets smashed apart by Starscream and his chest's all open. And 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 Snarl gets beaten and Slag very slowly sinks down into tar. It's like it's it's really. This was very upsetting and very exciting and um, I I, I dig it out every year around the time the clocks go forward um, so I can enjoy it all over again.
1: And can I ask who is this written by?
0: This story was written by that man Simon Furman who writes many Transformers comics and it was Um, drawn by that other man Jeff Senior.
1: I guess that explains the misogyny.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, the idea that a lady may be uh, secretly not what she seems and using that in order to disadvantage you in some way.
1: But sounds <laughs> scary.
0: We, the latest Simon right. Furman story had mm-hmm. uh, Grimlock just deciding to kill himself because he'd had enough. so, oh,
2: so it's four years old or anything, I like guess, today. Uh,
0: two, yeah, all right. I mean. <laughs> I feel my telling of it's better, maybe, than, than the comic. Uh,
2: well, speaking of that man, uh, whose name they've up thirty times during this, uh, this podcast, unlike Tom, I don't have a slideshow for mine because uh, I don't know how to do it. He's a, he's a very technical man, Tom. He's working loves about technical music. Uh, I am uh, going into Time wars which is uh, from issues 199 to 205 of the UK comic, uh, drawn by various artists uh, such as Dan Reed and uh, Adam Wildman and uh, Robert Smith. Uh, and this is clearly a story that had an effect on a lot of people as uh, they were growing up, because uh, there were three or four different things that got votes. So I've condensed them all into a big, swirly time storm of uh, just one, Which uh, is based around uh, three things mainly. First, the uh, brain lynches that, when the characters are trapped in limbo, sit atop their head, places up in nightmare worlds. Uh, It's especially scary because Skins, uh, one of the victims, had been in there for like two years, and the monsters he was dreaming about gained physical existence through his dreams that's basically your nightmares come to actual life. Oh, right, see, i times i do the slideshow for mine just to show off. <laughs> 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 I had this, I had this one. Uh, so that's such a sort of, uh, good, flinty, that's not from Time War, folks, that's, uh, that's an earlier issue there, you in. So, no, but they're gooeyer. You know, <laughs> uh, have you ever uh, two things of Time Wars all based on one, one character? Galdron, uh, first of which is when he had half his face blown off by Robuster. Uh, as I would say, since he would have to Robuster many years later, it was poetic justice for his head inflicting damage. <laughs> there he is. Props as well. Uh, the gets shot in the face, half his face comes off, his eyeball is hanging out, and uh, he goes back. How do you his family appropriate? If you're going to watch my Kids, he goes crazy, I'll say. Uh, he goes a little nuts, a little bit wacky. Uh, even more so than he was before, that's when the uh, sort of old climax, all horror dramatic climax of all story kicks off. But then it gets even grizzlier at the end, where like a modern day canoece, that's what the script says. If it calls him a canoose. if the comic itself, that's acceptable. Uh, He's standing in front of a big, great, big ash time saw that rips off his skin, basically. Uh, he's dismembered on panel. His eyeball remaining eye eyeball. There's flying out his skull. His head helmet comes off. His metal flesh is removed, leaving just a skeleton But then disintegrates into a wing like ash. Meaning, of course, Galvatron can never appear. The Marvel comic again because he's definitively dead at that point. And clearly we see Rowan's shocked, horrified, and uh, traumatised, many of our listeners from the uh it's a collectively terrifying story. I wouldn't let the time we're his flesh off to demonstrate that because he's, he's he's not very still in the background there, but uh that's time wars, that's uh <laughs> you can rest up, Pumpkin Tom. The uh, the scary conclusion to the uh, turned on issue Galvatron arc. Ah, oh,
0: I I remember I remember my experience of Time Wars is that I only, I had the collected comics, and I had the story up to the point where Galvatron gets his face blown off. And then he, like, comes at yeah, and then I never found out what happened. I think I found out in, like, a text story in an annual. Oh, he got sucked into a big-time thingy.
2: Oh, so you didn't even get as far as a canoe?
0: No, I didn't get to canoe. No, well, I no, wait, because that image was in an annual. <laughs> <It was laughs> like, a, don't lose your annual. <laughs> oh, you are a canoe. So I pieced those, all these things together. <laughs>
1: Right, we're moving on to something a little bit more contemporary, our third scariest moment is uh, The Everlasting Voices number three, Lost Light, issue 18, and this is the moment when uh, our heroes are on what they think is cyber utopia at the time, and all of a sudden they are visited uh, by all their old crewmates, except they are all spark-eaters. Dun dun! Cliffhanger! Who could have done such a thing? Of course there is a lot going on in the background and we find out a lot more about it in the next issue. And who could have done such a thing? Um, where our heroes try to uh, avoid killing their actual friends uh, and not getting killed in the process. Um, They do manage, don't worry, it's all going to be fine in the end. Um, But uh, it is such a big cliffhanger at the time because uh, we've never seen anybody being cured of spark eatery before. Um, So it very much appears to the reader that um, our our old friends are all dead uh they're not spoiler warning in fact spoiler warning for this whole episode you should probably not be listening to this if you haven't read any of this uh, we should probably said that at the beginning
0: i don't know this is a, this is the one day of the year where spoilers are allowed <laughs> according to my religion mm.
2: uh, that's Mormonism isn't it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, I, I was born a Mormon. What you know? Got a problem with that?
1: However, speaking of actual deaths.
0: Oh, oh, oh! Okay, hang on. Wait. <coughs> good, good segue. I was.
1: Whoa! Actual deaths now. Well. You're you're on some kind of weird. Oh no! You're okay now.
0: Yeah. Good. All working, great. Oh. So this guy, you know, have you met this guy? Oh. Uh, he's like this kind of, um, kind of funny, kind of silly, sort of shouty man. And um, he had, you know, he gave us all a good time. But then in 1986, in Transformers the movie, um, he kind of, uh, I don't know. I think he went a bit too far. Actually, within about 10 minutes, he's killed. Almost most of the speaking roles of the first season of uh, the first two seasons of Transformers, including this particularly horrific bit when poor Prowl he gets shot in the heart. I guess that is. It gets shot right in the heart, and then he's kind of he vomits up his own guts uh, right there for everybody to see. And then they just kind of casually step over all these bodies, and Megatron just commits some. um, uh, some summary executions. Um, uh, you know, this is, like, within, this is, like, minute seven of, of, of a theatrical film. Uh, and then, you know, undeterred by, by his accomplishments so far, not one to rest on his laurels, he goes and uh, pops one right in, in Prime's chest, and, and that's over with. And um, this is, is I, I guess, lodged in a lot of people's memories. As a, as a terrifying moment when what was a harmless, funny TV show became a kind of endurance of misery and, and consequences. As it
2: is remaining till this day?
0: Yeah. Well, the way I remember it, the scariest moment in Transformers the movie was this bit when Hot Rod jumps off a cliff and then we get this weird close-up of his face. I honestly couldn't, I couldn't, Watch, I watched that movie so many. I wore out of the Betamax tape. Transformers movie. But I could never look directly at this bit. Look.
1: What is happening? Does he have lips or does he? What is going on?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's a weird. Maybe that's what makes it so uncanny. The nose is weird, and yeah, his lips like. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Because look, that's wrapping round, but then this is clearly like the underside of what is like a lipless mouth.
2: <sighs> Why wow, you've ruined transformers movies? Everyone, based yeah, oh, ghastly. Uh, Would it guess... be better if you had
1: nostrils?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I want to see up Hot Rod's nose oh, just teeth. once.
1: Teeth. You're yeah,
0: done. I want to check out his teeth. I want to look that's up really his
1: nose. Like a normal transformer in Marvel comics. Yeah. I do do have a question like this came up in obviously a lot of them because we did also ask you if you have a scary childhood memory of Transformers and this did come up there a few times. A few of you were clearly quite traumatized by this Uh, but is it horror? Mm. Mm -mm. Is it, it's trauma clearly.
0: Mm. That's (laughs) such a precise difference. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Marion, talk us through. What's the, why is this not horror?
1: Oh, God, I don't know. I'm asking you. Because oh. It's not horror, is it? It's drama. Yeah. It's dra- like your favourite characters are getting killed. It could be sci-fi drama where your favourite characters are getting killed. It could be soap opera. Yeah. Suddenly everybody's getting murdered. I know?
0: mean, it's, it's almost matter of fact uh, in the shuttle scene. It's like those guys don't even have names. They're just dead.
2: I'll um, smoke. Out of house, that's horror. It always messed me up when I was a kid. Yeah, the smoke uh, is pretty like, bad. Um, so it's not like the moment he saw the John Barber writing at him and he just vomited <laughs> all his innards.
1: So there's a bit of body horror as well, we're saying, in the finest Transformers tradition.
2: Ah. In fact, in fact I will very quickly tell you why controls the movie directly horror-related story. Yeah which is when we were kids, my granddad made this a pirate copy, of Transformers movie. Oh. I he really used to rent them, and the official take is us copy them. But the tape he copied it onto, before that, had had Nightmare on Elm Street 3 on it. <gasps> which is a slightly longer the film. So <laughs> when you're sitting there watching the Transports movie, you sat with the end credits. So you, I didn't think you'd rather record but you don't turn it off so the end credits started. You can watch the last 10, 20 minutes of an 80s of a horror film. It's violence and blood and gratuitous nudity. Uh, so, you know, my, my background, it's a a horror film.
1: Did you keep playing that bit over and over, those 10 minutes? Was this, like, your entire horror collection?
2: Uh, I can't remember. I think... You're watching with your family. You don't have to pull a video player when you are a kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You weren't doing it right, (laughs)
2: Uh, Stuart. That was just a horror film, mate.
1: (laughs) Okay, you've convinced me. I am prepared to accept this within the horror category.
2: Stuart, what
0: would would happen, do you think, if instead of one VHS tape being of fear, if there was an, an entire population center of fear?
2: Well, that's an excellent uh, segment, Tom, to the uh, the perfectly scripted part of our next next part of our show, which uh, is from. I did write this down to get the exact details. So I've got a new tablet, so just uh, not quite used to it yet. As I said, perfectly scripted. Uh, Yes, it is the City of uh, Fear. Oh, wait, I'm looking for the thing. Sorry, sorry. It's City of Fear, the 164 and 165 of a Marvel UK comic, written by that man, <laughs> as we've recorded him, and drawn by another man, uh, Dan Reed. Yay! <laughs> and it is the Transformers zombie comic. Uh, the comic basically Nick Roach read, and he to write his spotlight copy, he said, I'll just do that again. As he was a nice guy making himself a show down, we turned it on him. That sort of way roll, but uh, City of Fear is a straight-up zombie story. It is the idea that because the Krabswaters have been fighting for four billion years, their planetary surface is covered in dead robots. And if somebody could reanimate those robots, they would have an unstoppable army of brain-dead zombie creatures that rise up out of the ground, and they get punched from the stomach. They uh grab a guy at the start with the traditional horror style and uh, lies at the end of that teamfighter, uh, Ultra Magnus and his team, but includes flywheels that's like Tom's wavy flywheels right there. Yeah, and they're surrounded by of zombies that uh come to pounce on them, and that is the cliffhanger of that team saw soaring, much like the spark eaters later on actually. There, there is an event. i don't say both Mick Roach and Joe Roberts with off the sawing separately at different times. I mean, they have, uh, but there was subsequent issues as an abate of that these we're Autobots and Uncle Magnus wants him to save them and not kill any of them uh, until he forgets he wants to be that two years later and he's just disappointed he didn't get to kill more of them. It's a slightly was in sawing at times. But it's uh, Dan Reed. He was like the Livio Ramadelli of his day. He's the artist you really like or they really dislike. And I would really like Catherine for both of them. And uh, he is especially suited to zombie transformers. You this. Know, he's, he's eccentric when he brought his robots with their bending bodies and uh, long nails. So he comes to a zombie. He is in, uh, he's in hog heaven. He's facing the cross of robot zombie entrails. And... Uh, it's just an incredibly exciting visual story. There's lots of things that end up popping up later, like uh, Flame is the main villain, who you'll remember for his hugely significant role in the IDW comics. Uh, wow.
0: Well. I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah, so Flame <laughs> comes
2: from uh, the wow. Mad Automot Scientist. There's yeah. many Mad Automot so he's definitely an influence on, uh, on many areas that came later. And, uh, you know, it's uh focus on the uh, two parts of my dad, got a whole six-part story, uh, or three two-part stories flown through each other. It's uh, full of zombie goodness, generally. Uh, you have a whole sequence of Kryptokon, marching through a zombie army and stopping on them. Uh, you have Impactor, who has come back from the dead as a zombie with half his face missing again. There's a lot of face-missing stuff in our conversation here. I mean, Pacta practical back from dead as a zombie, so he can then kill himself again, uh, like Spock did in Star Trek II, Right, it's into a radiation room, Melting. <laughs> so, basically, if you want to see zombie Transformers, if you want to see bad uh, scientists, and if you want to see the leaders of Wreckers die like Spock, that is <laughs> the Transformers horror comics in you, my friends.
0: Transformer zombies that's a strange combination Marion that can't come up again do you think
1: yes let's switch those topics around shall we so zombies where else have we seen those as voted by you one of the most scary things you've ever mentioned oh no Tom Tom switch 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 Transformers prime and zombies So, uh, there's been different votes for different things, but I'm gonna link them all up, okay? So one of the scariest things you've all mentioned was uh, Breakdown's death in TF Prime, um, which uh, sees poor Breakdown being taken down by Arachnid and dissected and then later on being used by Silas as his bodysuit. If that wasn't bad enough, we then move on to one of the my personal favourite uh, TF Prime episodes, the zombie episode, also known as Thirst, where uh, Paul Breakdown slash Silas slash Zombie Bot uh, manages to infect uh, pretty much the entire crew of the transform of the Decepticon spaceship uh, with a lot of hilarity uh, between uh, you know Starscream and um... I forgotten his name. What colour is he? Red. Knockout. Knockout, thank you. And Knockout, uh, who are definitely not in love at all. Do not, you know. (laughs) Um, They're just friends. Um, And one of the most memorable endings uh, in TF Prime, which is Arachnid on the moon, uh, having uh, been sadly infected by the zombie virus, um, drinking her own insecticons for (laughs) sustenance. Um, which is really uh, quite a genuinely scary moment in Transformers Prime. The zombie episode on the whole is pretty comedic. Um, there are moments like uh, um, Knockout. Knockout? Knockout. <laughs> why am I having a blank today? <laughs> There's moments like Knockout saying, shit them in the head and starts him going, why? And he goes, because that's what they do in Earth movies. And him am shitting them in the head and like nothing happening um and then it just goes for the spark and it's like that that's how you do it um it is if you haven't seen it recently just put it on on halloween it's just like the perfect episode to watch if you've never seen it you absolutely must um i haven't really spoiled it don't worry um even if you are spoiled by it you're still gonna enjoy watching it uh, so high recommend uh but yeah arachnid on the moon uh, one of the most voted for a scary moments Which then leads us to our next segment, which is not really related at all. Tom?
2: <laughs> yeah, <on>, segue, Master.
0: <laughs> well, hang on, let me just put that thing there. <laughs> and so, imagine, if you will, a cat. And imagine, if you will, a sort of weevil thing. Uh, and they're friends, but, you know, they both get into weird stuff. And sometimes that weird stuff, you know, um, it doesn't mix together well. They're not hobbies that that should really be in the same room. Um, and Ravage likes sneaking around places he shouldn't be. And Bombshell likes injecting people with... Um, these kinds of little mind worms, a bit like Star Trek 2, I guess, that make you do things that Bombshell wants you to do. Um, but here's the thing, if you chuck Bombshell at Ravage, Ravage is where he's not supposed to be, Bombshell's got mind control, little worms, and, and you, you you chuck them at each other, right? Um, something weird happens because if Bombshell's being, if Bombshell's being mind controlled at the time now Rabbit is being mind controlled you get a sort of feedback loop and um, anyway the cat gets lobotomized and his eyes melt so watch out <laughs>
2: there's, a, there's a lot of eye horror I've, I've just
1: grabbed my Rabbit.
0: oh how's his eyes
1: they look fine. Solid? Yeah.
0: Not a sort of wispy plasma.
1: No bombshell around, that's why. Sure. Yeah,
0: well. Go is this That's a
2: problem? So
0: he's all, he's all, he's always going for people, isn't he? Yeah. This little weevil.
1: It's not good, is it?
0: No, it's like you go, you try and eat your porridge, you pour yourself a big thing of porridge, and then what's ruined it? Weevils.
2: It's a, it's a lesson to us all.
0: Yeah, they should
1: just keep out of our biscuits,
0: is what I say. Yeah, keep out of the biscuits, bombshell! Jesus Christ!
2: Maybe if game gave him the biscuits, he wouldn't be so evil that a whole all the biscuits.
0: Right. If we could put all the biscuits, who would be good for that? We could put them in the back of of Ultra Magnus or Bulkhead. They're not real, though, are they?
2: They're not neither is bombshell though, so it's a hypothetical. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs> but speaking of of little animals that turn into cassettes sometimes, there are also scary moments involving those. Yes, I, I'm glad
2: you uh, you qualified that with uh, sometimes there, ah. remember that uh dark of a room laser a week does not turn, to cassettes. Uh, yes, uh, our first, and I think only both of the films, which I think probably said something about our... <laughs> ...the angel audience of our interests. Uh, Amazingly, nobody put Michael Bay as the uh, scary, thing about Transformers. They were all went straight there. But, uh, I mean, we're
0: 13 years into this. There's a certain amount of, of surrendering that I think has taken place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Tom, let, let me help you to surrender willingly to horror. The uh, Dark of the Moon. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think, actually, it's, it's probably my favourite of the Bay films, even though I think the first one is a better film. It's completely, it's a point where got completely bad, but they're still reasonably well named and well-paced. I haven't gone totally off the rails yet. It's entertaining enough. It? And if you look to the Dark of the Moon, is the one where the sepsis are behind Chernobyl, of course. Uh, and Moon Landings. And all sorts of crazy stuff. And in order to kill the cadre of humans who were involved in this conspiracy uh, about Chernobyl and the moon landings and all the other things that were going on in that film, uh, Laser Book is set by Soundwave to go sneak around, infiltrate their homes, and kill them uh, with these big talons, which is what's probably the most memorable scene of the film. Is involved in a sequence where uh, a parent comes home and finds their little daughter playing with a pink bumblebee. He's like, due to the door of all. I think you can have a toy now. And uh, but it's laser week uh in disguise with, with the credit for Harris, but potentially a friendly robots. Uh, going uh, Is Your Daddy Home? Uh, with a fantastic ones provided by Holtz uh, for Angel, whose real name I'm not even gonna try and say. But he's in in the Dark Knight as well, no sus. But yeah, it's it's a a friendly childhood uh, pal. uh, turned into a vicious killer bird and ripping a dad and a little girl. It's a tiny little, fleshy bit. And it's quite, it's one of most striking moments in the entire series. And he's uh, genuinely unsettling. Uh, So yes, that's uh, a bit of a as well.
1: So much so, I don't even remember the happening. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you were ready for a Chern- Chernobyl time, you were like that. you do a mini-series about this? This is bad. Well, yeah, that thing the Decepticons live in. <laughs> uh, well, it's just, just shockwave, Tom. Pardon? Just shockwaves. Just shockwaves, in Chernobyl. That's in Chernobyl.
0: <laughs> well, that's enough. I mean, uh, if... If I went to a place and there was just shockwave there, I that uh, would probably be I'd, pro- I'd be correct in saying that there are some Decepticons there and we should watch out.
2: And I know a, a few were saying on Twitter the other day and uh started discussion about is it in bad a bad taste to have the transformers we behind all these real world of eights? Like 9-11. Sooner or later somebody's gonna do. And HIV. Uh <laughs> now, now you've gone too far, Tom. Hey. <laughs>
1: there, was, there was a line there, and Yeah, Travis started 9 11.
2: That's a funny thing. <laughs> uh, somebody, I, I'm quite fond of all those sort of red sci fi shows do that, Marnie Bad Taste. Our characters are behind everything. Uh, i mean, been watching Quantum Leap for moments, moment, there's a lot of that in that show, and there's everything from uh, Kill Kennedy to create Donald Trump. And... Uh, not that would have been quite as bad where they made the show, him helping Donald Trump get rich. But uh, I was quite fond of all that sort of uh, slightly silly uh, conspiracy real world history stuff. And uh, yeah, so don't, don't create nuclear disasters or a little pink bumblebee bee will come kill your little daughter and then you. Wow. That's a lesson there. We should all take to heart.
0: So speaking of Transformer
1: Zombies. Right, yes. Transformer Zombies. <laughs> Very different kinds of zombies. Um, we are talking about... Excuse me, let me put my glasses on. We are talking about the Delphine 2 part. Uh, I'm just kidding. They're fake glasses. <laughs> So, this is very early days, Mother Museum, Mother Museum 4 and 5, uh, where um, it's all the big start of like a mystery story uh, where Ratchet is told, well, no, actually, Ratchet discovers there is a very peculiar transmission coming from Delphi. Um, disguised in I think what used to be like the equivalent of a Transformers podcast or something like that or some kind of newsletter about wreckers. Um and decides to go to Delphi to investigate and takes Drift and Pipes with him. Now the name Pipes should start worrying you because whenever Pipes is involved in anything it does not end well my friends. So the three of them go down into Delphi, it is snow-covered planet, and they find this big building with this huge red X at the door. So what do you do when you see a big red X at the door? You just change into a car and go straight through it, that's what you do. Uh, Which is what happens. And what do you find at the other end of the door you find some very scary looking transformers which are coming at you with their arms outstretched trying to grab you and then what do you do you kill them that's what you do except you really shouldn't have done that because they were just sick and they kind of needed help um also you're now infected because you're stupid um so yeah, the Delphi uh, Rust Plague, um, which um, goes places and becomes the basis for other things on the series, introduces us to characters like Pharma, uh, that we're going to talk about later, aren't we? Um, and uh, in the end, thankfully, there is a cure for um But uh, for the, the brief period of time, we don't know that there is one. A drift gets infected, pipes gets infected, uh, Ratchet gets infected, um, Drift jumps heroically to save Ratchet, uh, cuts a Farmer's hands. Um, a very famous scene that then leads to many other things uh, but um, yeah a very uh, different kind of zombie story with no actual zombies involved and one of the more memorable moments I think with Farmer putting his hand on the glass and uh, saying I believe he's behind you um, or something along those lines uh, anyway, to ratchet um, so yeah, one of my absolute definite favourite more than meets moments. Um yes, which again leads us to
0: speaking of the quintessence
1: oh yes, yes, speaking <laughs> of the quintessence
0: um, well So, the Quintessons, they're these, um, I guess, you know, like these guys, you see them sometimes, they're like, um, made of several different completely um, heterogeneous species, you know, they're like a bunch of guys, but one of them's like a big egg, full of faces, and the other one's like a little octopus guy, and, um, and there's nothing they like doing more. You know, these guys, they're like, they always putting together these kind of uh, kangaroo courts, these sort of uh, little show trials. And you know, there's always like a pit, yeah. And the, the pits full of, um, of, uh, of, sort of mechanical sharks. And you're not quite sure, are the mechanical sharks quintessons? Are they with them or have they been bought? Or are they just animals?
2: You never know. You never know with these guys. Uh, I think in uh, the mythology of the cartoon, they would be uh, built creations of Quintessons the right? Transformers.
0: Right, yeah. So these guys are always hanging around. There's like, a, there's like a, a burned out car. There's like a stairwell. They're on the street. They've got loud music. And, um, you know, there's, there's so, there's, there's, they just never quit. These guys, these Quintessons. And they first appeared in Transformers: The Movie, and uh, they were pretty. They were like the most kind of D and D creation that's possible. And a whole bunch of cool-looking flora deary designs that exist. They seem to spend their all of their free time putting NPCs through kind of horrific. Uh, tortures, so that the heroes can uh, overcome those tortures and and you know in, in within a matter of minutes lead a um, an insurrection across the entire planet to to get rid of this nasty system they 've been doing um, but you know if you 're not hot rod and cup, you kind of end up um, on the wrong end of their sense of justice or maybe the right end. Of their sense of justice. We never really got to the bottom of why the Quintessons do this. Um, I think they're just funny. <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they don't seem amused.
0: Oh no, no, no. Hang on, wait.
1: Look at that. They're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I take it back. They are amused. I like
0: to think of them as um, I, th- I think, like, on a cosmic scale, they're probably children. I think they're children. They're dressing up as adults. They're, like, kind of wearing, like, a funny barrister's wig. And I don't think they quite understand the pain they're putting uh, poor the, the lithones through. Uh, I, th- I think they're just unsupervised.
1: Hmm, that is a take.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you don't go with uh, the cartoon destination, what could to do with that, Tom?
0: Um... What, what is that? Why are they putting people
2: on trial in the court? Uh, because they are uh, pissed off about using CYMETRON and uh, the, the, what they're on trial for is uh, being Transformers or not. So uh, the, uh, the ambulance is guilty of not being a Transformer. Uh, innocence of not being a Transformer rather, but uh, they kill him anyway because they're just dicks on that score. But uh, yeah. It's, that, that, uh, that makes even less sense. Well, you should have a word with the dillies You should phone him up. Yeah. Tell him that his logic makes no sense. Right, okay. Tell him in right. fact you could cut the entire quintessence sequence out of the field and lose nothing. No, you would lose the quintessence. Right. They're not... Right, they're, not they're fat and junkier. And you could just cut it out entirely. All you lose is rectile rectal and If they just flow it straight side to of the top of earth, you know, have a field that's like 20 minutes shorter with no differences to the outcome.
0: Okay, give us a point.
2: You get
0: get rid of all the other shit and you just have Quintessons for 90 minutes and they're having a great time. It's just like, this guy's on trial and they're like, ooh, here's the evidence against him. (laughs) Sharktacons. And then this guy's on trial. Let's hear hear what he's got to say. Boom, Uh, And Then at the end, um, they have lunch. What do you think they eat? (gasps) Oh, Okay, hang on. Let's look at their teeth. All right, this guy, well, okay, hmm, hmm, hmm. I guess fish. Okay. Sorry to say.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, This guy's more, I guess, um, tough fruit. Pumpkins, probably, actually, like a oh. Like a hippo.
1: Or like mangoes. Yeah.
0: Oh, I want to see him eat a mango. It'd be hard with his hands.
1: He can, like you know, stubborn and put them into
0: his mouth. Yeah, I guess because th- they've all got different hands. So maybe they help each other eat.
1: Maybe oh, they, don't.
0: after a lo- after a hard day, because I mean, the judges don't have hands at all.
1: Yeah, what do they eat? Well, I do guess they, the- if one of them eats, do they all get fed?
0: Hmm, I think that's that would have to be the way it goes or someone's going to starve. Maybe they take turns feeding the judge from each of the judge's mouths. There's plopping apples in there. Uh-huh. and the judge is laughing and the juice is all running down the judge into his glowy area and go then ahead. these guys, they're going to have um, a pumpkin and then this one's probably done most of the feeding I guess he's sort of lower down um, and he's, uh, he's going to go out into the fish pond and he's going to really make a mess
2: Mm. Can I say I like how they give uh, the guy who's le- suited to pressing down the <laughs> the job, pressing down you got these great big
0: praying mantis arms. <laughs>
2: it's... I can't hold on to it.
0: It's very ineffectual. Do not mess this up. And as far as we know, this is the only guy who looks like this on Quintessa.
2: They're used that design in the, the comics, uh, the Marvel comics. He's the lead villain. Oh yeah, the, G- uh, G- you're wrong. Marvel UK, on sorry. Grambogob. He gets all the matrix, and again, he's the least effectual guy to have matrix. He can't open it. He's you know, it's like a stick like a prong in each of the handles. That's about it. So, I'd say See,
0: that. he should have brought this dexterous friend with him.
2: So, yeah, we've successfully written both Fig Delete and Silent Server there. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we've solved the main issue of space pilot, Always necessity.
0: Always travel in threes, and you can eat anything you want. Anyway, (laughs) someone was particularly uh, incensed by uh, Alpha Q, the amusingly named Quintesson man in in the Energon series. Uh, I don't know anything about Alpha Q, except I think he's like a little girl. And um, anyway, he's only in like two pages of the whole of the Energon comic. And uh, um, I hate the way he looks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I, he's
0: not funny at all.
1: Oh.
0: Is, he, is there anything funny about that? I mean, I guess he's sort of like a pharaoh. He's like a mummy. That's a bit funny. Uh,
1: mm, he's all right. Why does he have a green face? Mm. When the rest of him isn't?
0: That's a good question. Maybe he wants... Maybe that's... Maybe when Quintesson's mates, they kind of, like rotate their faces around like a like a sort of mating dance and uh and you know and it's got to be brightly colored so they can do this at a distance hmm. that's my take on alpha q
1: i think it's telling me off right now because it says i i only see the shell
2: it's uh if you've freshen up, top, we keep talking to cover the silence. So. Oh, sorry,
0: right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to know what the other half of that was. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's uh, energy on Quintessons. Uh, low effort, low effort, I think. But um, fortunately, in Cyberverse, the Quintons come back, and they're real cool. Um, the, some of the the more ethnic uh, qualities of the judges have been stripped out, and now we've got like crazy judge and lady judge. Um, And um, I don't know, they're sort of a lot, they kind of lean into the funniness of it though. uh, They've got these kind of matrix, sentinel, squiddy guys who kind of do most of their, their heavy work. The Sharktacons are still there. They're sort of sometimes funny, sometimes threatening in the sort of tradition of Sharktacons. But the best thing about the quintessons now is that there's this guy who talks like he's in a Hammer horror movie and he cannot be killed if you kill him, just another one uh, is assembled from the walls and just drops down. And he sort of giggles, and he collects sound waves for no particular reason. I think he's just bored.
1: That's adorable.
0: <laughs> How big is he? Oh, he's pretty large. Oh, I thought he was a tiny guy. That's oh, oh that's no, a tiny yeah. sound wave. No, that's a regular-sized sound wave. Um, and yeah, he's got hundreds. And so whenever, whenever he comes to a new universe, he goes and finds Soundwave, lobotomizes him and puts him in a cupboard.
2: Listen, I like the greatest character. The entire I know, history. Cyberverse the is the best. I, I mean all.
0: <laughs> so this is my, my, uh, <laughs> my praise for the Quintessons as a concept, bit of a low dip with Energon for sure. But now I think there may be the best things that are in Transformers. Oh, yeah.
2: well, I have one uh, well, that also bolt pits, but I am going to have to take this mask off. Yes. Oh, man, I've
0: been waiting for this. This is, is your Joyce
2: Meadows moment. Ah. Uh, Whoa. Oh. oh. Oh, it was me all along. <laughs> uh, no, it's just uh, too tight on to my face. like yeah, There's actually gorging into my eyeballs a bit. Nice. Feel the mesh crests up against the eyeball. <laughs> but uh, okay, I mean, well, you can only really well. see it, but I have wearing a skeleton feet suit as that's
0: well. Good. If you're oh, no,
2: going to
1: show so your really face... face then... I'm masking. I ah. have to go get my charger for the laptop because he was a to today.
2: Oh, I oh that's it. Right. But uh, now I can, uh, I can express, breathe and feel Oh, uh, things ever heard my eyeballs being gorged out of my skull. So, with this new added emotional content, I'm going to describe to you. <laughs> uh, another moment involved in pits. Pits... Pigs. Quite common in horror for Transformers, clearly, because uh, what do you Pigs. do when you want to get rid of somebody? Hmm. You yeah, f- throw in a big pit, you, and that's-
1: You melt them?
2: Yeah, melt them, but Marion, is already got plans What was out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, in issue 18 of the original Marvel comic, this all happened to Scrounge. And uh, when uh, we were looking through the, the list of what people voted uh, for and uh, of compiled the top things, I thought it said Scourge. I was like, Scourge? She's deaf. It wasn't that scary, Marvel. But of course, it was actually sca- Scourge. Scourge? Scourge? it a little guy turns to a ball and rolls along very cheerfully. He just wants to be loved, but everybody thinks he's useless and crap. Even his best friend, Blaster. But one day he goes into Dark Knight, overhears a secret plan from Straxus, and goes to escape the fails, And he gets chucked into the smelting pool, where Blaster comes to our rescue him to get his secret information off him. But it's too late for the little guy. He's melting away, and just before he just melts into a little pool, he throws his secret information to Blaster in hope it will validate his life and existence. Which he doesn't really, I mean, uh, all that really happens is that whenever Blaster wants to be a dick to anybody after that, and they say, Blaster, stop being a dick, he goes, my best friend died, as the excuse uh, for the next 10 years. Mm. Uh, So really he just becomes an enabler of abusive behavior in his death, which is uh, even more tragic. In a way, he melted away to nothing to allow Blaster to abuse Goldberg. gold bug. Sorry, the mask is obviously loosened up my flesh. <laughs> Taking it off. Uh, so it's a the US comic before the British artists go over there it doesn't really do horror, uh, but the art of that issue. And if I was I'd be really smart. I it was a dad who it, I would stop Uh It's just a really fantastic visual of him dying horribly and slowly, and all the other transformers in the smelting pool uh, having bits come off. And it was clearly a very, again, striking image for many following writers, because all those years later, uh, we had Skids cheerfully sending his good mate Quark into a similar nasty, horrific situation. But James Robinson thinking, that was pretty nasty, but we can make it a little bit nastier. If it's a smelting disco. Uh, Only over yes. have a little dance, Ben. Yes. Horribly. Uh, so it's very influential, a lot of stuff. Uh, probably the most influential American issue, written by Bob Budiansky. Uh, his favourite of the issues he wrote, I believe. It's ironic because it's one that the greats, all his own rules of writing Transformers, and it's at its best Our contemporary Earth. With a strong human element. Uh, this is all Transformers, it's all Cybertron, it's all horrible, melting, violent death. Mm. And uh, interestingly, it, it's uh, the first issue where you could tell they're aware of Transformers are moving because, uh, for example, Beachcomber was on Cybertron, his Cybertronian alternate mode is Cup. He turns into the same vehicle as Cup. Uh, so they were clearly aware of the film at that point. So maybe the whole tricky people into pits thing was even. Inspired a bit by the film, I don't know. So, but that's I'm gonna pretend that to connect greater connectivity backwards with what Tom was just talking about. And uh, there, I, I don't know what's next, so I can't really connect connectivity. It's a variance thing, but,
1: I, I can, yeah. I can, it's all right. It, I mean, we were just talking about nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Couldn't even think of a character out of that. Um, wait, Re- is that rewinds it? in
0: the movie briefly.
1: Rewind is it? Okay, yeah, we're She's talking about rewind. So we are now at one at my personal scariest moment. Actually, uh, it came relatively low in uh, in the votes. Um, we are talking about modern missing issue thirty five. Uh, everything is fine, um, which includes a an alternative dystopian universe. I oh.
2: Oh, no! Are you still there Tom?
0: I'm still here, but
2: maybe we... In which...
1: Oh! Uh, uh, oh I Did we go a bit wonky?
2: We did. We we lost you for a second there. You were were becoming a functionist marion. I think that's what was happening.
1: (gasps) Okay, I'll start over. I'll start over in case it was frozen or something. Um, But yes, we were talking about Mother Missy F-35, which I'm just trying to to remember what it's actually called because I always uh, refer to it as everything is fine.
0: We are your eyes.
1: We are your eyes. That's it. It's not important. Uh, but anyway, it's a glimpse, an alternate universe uh, in which the Functionist Council uh, has taken over Cybertron. And uh, it's a universe in which Megatron uh, never actually existed. Um, and uh, Or at least never uh, became the Megatron we all know. Uh, in the IDW universe, it's a very different world in which the outside world has not suffered as it has under the Decepticons, uh, but Cybertron itself is suffering really badly. Um, and um, um, it's a, a society where everything is uh, under surveillance, uh, where everyone has to... <coughs> Excuse me, it's just COVID.
2: <coughs> well, we'll put this video up as a tribute. <laughs>
1: oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, <Anyway>, people die. <coughs> it's not very unlike our current society, in fact, where, you know, the rich live and the weak die in general. And uh, people are considered disposable uh, if they can't prove their value to a capitalist society, or insert X society. Uh there Um, The scariest moment is, uh, one of the scariest moments is, of course, uh, when we uh, get to see Dominus Ambus, who has a TV set for a head, Um, because they've taken away his head, uh, so he can't actually express himself anymore in anything but sentences that he can type on the monitor, and uh, there are certain words that he can never say at all. Uh, It's a world in which uh, Rewind is with his beloved, uh, but at what cost? Uh, A world in which um, Minimus Ambus has now become Ultra Magnus. Um, And uh, seems to think that everything is fine until he actually goes home and realizes that no, actually nothing is fine. Um, And uh, our story has a a very unhappy ending uh, in which all of our... Favorite characters actually get killed. Uh, It's the prelude to elegant chaos. Uh, It's something that sets up what's actually at stake uh, if things go wrong and history is tampered with in the the more than meets the eye universe. Uh, Personally, I find it one of the scariest stories because uh, it feels quite. Real. Um, it's the, uh, you know, there are certain things that might be scarier, but you're very unlikely to be killed by, um, you know, an a overlord escaping a, a cell or, um, you know, a serial killer or, you know, a number of other things. So, uh, a society like the one that we see, Molimitius at five, is something that is not that, you know, hard to imagine. It is a very frightening world. Um, but uh, also, uh, more importantly, uh, the function is universe then uh, comes into play later down in Lost Light, and uh, we get to see a lot more of it when it stops being a scary.
0: Mm. Yeah, it becomes mm. a bit more heroic.
1: Yes, indeed. And that leads us straight into.
2: Whoa. Tom you've stopped being a pumpkin. I didn't even notice my transition happened. Well, well, <laughs> yeah,
1: you you you
0: you had stopped being a skeleton, Daniel Craig, and so I'd stopped being a pumpkin
1: in solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. none of
0: us are Daniel Craig. Oh I
1: I d I don't have a mask to take off. What am I supposed to do?
0: Um
1: I will put my glasses back on.
0: Yes, gla- <laughs> good thinking. So <laughs> You know, it is scary to have an entire world that's out to get you. But what if an entire world was out to get you? Ah! (laughs) So Unicron, talk about things that are completely impossible. Um, There is zero chance of being eaten by a planet.
1: Excuse you, there is 0.00001 <laughs>
0: chance.
2: There, there is that rogue planet, five-month galaxy we've just discovered. Yeah. So, you know, don't count your chickens yet, Tom.
0: No, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep a, a close eye on it because Unicron is is one of my favourites. That uh, Betamax tape of Transformers, the movie, I think I only would watch the first couple of minutes Uh, Just getting up to the bit where Unicron starts munching on the moons. But just the opening sequence of him having a go at Lithone is amazing. Just no narration, no explanation. Just like, hey, kids, welcome to your Transformers movie. Just Here's a world getting torn apart by a big tick. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Some people are trying to get away. There's children. We see robot children just get eaten. We're explicitly told that there's two survivors, and we both could see both of them getting eaten later by sharks.
1: <laughs> quite it's quite horrible the, if you the, think about it.
0: It's the most mean spirited film ever made. I love it. Um, they try to get away. You can't. You can't get away from Yukon. He's a planet. He's got gravity sometimes, but not always. And it's so beautifully animated. It's kind of them really wanting to kind of. Uh, you know, do a bit of an Akira sort of vibe here. There's lots of kind of nods and, and techniques. Uh, and, you know, throughout the years, Unicron has tried to up things by taunting you while he's eating your planet, by saying that, like, this is a good thing, actually, you know, I, if I could eat me, I would. And uh, that feels like a great thing to be coming down from the sky.
2: Yes! Oh, I bet you're gonna enjoy this, everybody! Blah, blah, blah. Is that your Wilson awesome Wells voice, so?
0: Yeah, hang on, I could do, uh, maybe do a bit more. Summon me here for a purpose. The end, the end comes, Transformers. Eternal Black Knight descends. You are about to become one with the Great Void. I envy you. That's my, that's my Olsen unicron. <laughs> um, he munches you up. And this was really, really, really exciting. Exciting slash horrific. Um, as a kid, you get to see those innards. It's like, um, you see this in so many cartoons, they do the incredible, the fantastic journey. Um, but you're always inside someone nice who maybe you want to get better. But in Transformers the movie, you, it's, it's a fantastic journey
2: inside like the devil. Wait, Tom, do, you, do you mean Fantastic Voyage? Do, which one do I mean? Well, I think Fantastic Journey is why we're like a dog, a cat, and another dog. Oh, that's, that's the a... incredible journey. Oh, well, Fantastic Voyage is a film. We've, Fantastic um, we've Voyage, yeah.
0: Right, yeah, shrink down and go inside, big Satan, and uh, you get to see all his bits. I think this is his, his that's, I don't know, it's just sort of his his, his y down bits. I don't know, no one knows. It's great. Floriderys had just free reign to do whatever the hell he liked. It's amazing, and then to top it all off, he just he turns into Big Satan, um, and you have to you know look up at his big weird chin and all his little rotating bits. You know, looking. Getting these screen grabs today, I realise it's a bit fetishistic, but I didn't realise that at the time. Um, but no, he's a big man who can come and, you know, shoot laser beams at Jesus, and um, <laughs> he's got big hands he can use to just tear apart, just, just tear your whole planet apart, you know? Just, he's just so sick of it. I'm a bit, I, I have a giant mouth that I could just use, but I don't even want to do, I'm not even giving you the, the peace of being devoured by a big tick thing. I'm just going to rip you up. It's great. Uh, and of course, sometimes he even, imagine this, imagine the sky is filled with a, the face of Satan. He's saying weird stuff about him envying you. Uh, but then Satan looks down and there's just one guy there's just one guy down there who's like your favorite. He's like a scorpion guy. And, and he goes like, uh, you in particular. <laughs> and somehow he's got like pinpoint laser aim. I, I guess he's able to do this. Um, and, and just com- just completely melts him and not much else. I think, you know, think maybe it was like the whole of like the Western hemisphere that would go up. But no, it's just Scorpionark. And that makes Optimus Prime sad. It's good value,
2: Unicron. I think, I think, I think it gets underestimated. All I can see when I've seen well, uh, secret stories now is uh, a couple of months ago, I read the, uh, the Doctor Who magazine comic uh, where they killed eggs uh, as the finale for the seventh Doctor Zero, what we introduced called the call GAD. There's a big discontinuity from Doctor uh, Who Novels, maybe doing like, yeah, we're going to show, we're doing our own thing, we're going to kill Ace. And Ace dies in almost exactly the same way as scorpionock does here. We're having pretty much exactly the same dialogue exchange. So I've, I'm assuming both of them are pay, paying homage to something else. I'm not sure what the something else is, but it's a, it's virtually a, identical dialogue. So if anybody knows what this is paying homage to, maybe the Doctor Who comic is paying homage to this, but I can't imagine anyone in 1996 rising for Doctor Who magazine would have read this. Uh, so if, if you at home know what this is a homage to, uh, write in.
0: It's got to be a Star Trek thing, I guess. Seeing as everything else is.
2: Yeah, that's, it's a Star Trek thing.
0: It's a Star Trek thing. Yeah, Skopernach, he's doing Star Trek. He's, he's, he's into it. Got himself melted. Um, so yeah, Unicron, he's big and funny and uh, he, he talks funny and he'll eat your whole planet and then melt your friend out of spite. Good, good, um, good value for Halloween. Uh,
2: can I give a shout out to uh, his mind bi- bi- control powers that he had in the British stories that make no sense. Oh yeah. Because if he could mind bi- control hot rod to go back in time and sort out Galvatron. He could mind control Hot to shoot Doctor Magnus in the back of the head and yeah, destroy just, the Matrix. So it doesn't make any sense. Just mind control out.
0: Optimus. Just a to...
2: yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. That's probably why it's not in the film. <laughs> so it's just something he invented from comics to explain uh, the time travel thing in 2006.
0: Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Here's some fanon. I'm making up on the fly. He's not mind-controlling Hot Rod like he says he is. He's just doing to Hot Rod what he's doing to Galvatron. He's just saying, Oh, you listen to me. Ah. And he's do, go, doing the red stuff to him. And Hot Rod's just like too cheerful to like be too bothered by it. So he's like,
2: oh. Yeah, cool. Okay, boy. Well, what about the uh, Junkion? Like that's a bit that always got me. Where the uh, Junkion is uh, trying to kill Rek'Gar. And uh, Rek'Gar has to kill him. Maybe they're just jerks. Uh, to escape. <laughs> just jerks.
0: Just jerks. I don't know. Just like Unicron says do something. I don't know. I am I got nothing that's, else on.
2: That's an additional demonic power you had sometimes <laughs> i always uh, particularly remember. Yeah. Uh, but not, they're all just jerks. <laughs> but speaking of jerks, have I got the most eight-legged jerk in Transformers comic history to talk to you about now? I want to tell you about a spider. And uh, oh, Tom's got his props out again. So instead of pointing to Tom, I'm going to point to Marion's spider brooch, which is uh, very cool. Oh, you've got, tarant- got a toy as well. Oh, I feel woefully unprepared. But uh, Tarantulas, popular Beast Wars character, mad scientist. So number one, there's a lot of them. Uh, but we're not talking about the original Beast Wars Tarantulas. We are talking about the IDW Tarantulas, the sins. Was it sin? Yes, yeah, sins of the records. Tarantulas. From our bad boy Nick Roach. See, we weren't just putting him up earlier because we had a sponsorship deal. We don't. We'll take money to make things open. Squarespace. Uh, we were uh, mentioning him because he's a pivotal part of this program. Because one moment, Sins of Wreckers got in the top three number of votes at all the moments. And that is where Tarantula's hair, who is turned to a spider, it can be a spider of any size, it can be a transformer sized spider, or a spider sized spider, or an even bigger transformer sized spider. Uh, and in Sins of Wreckers, it is revealed that Roadbuster. He who likes to blow off people's faces, so some may call this threat of justice, and had previously been mentally tormented and partially brainwashed by tarantulas, who shrunk into a little spider. Well, probably quite a big spider compared to us, to be fair. Uh, but compared to Rogue but a little one, I crawled in his ear and whisk- whispered to him when he was asleep, and basically conditioned him to torture what are basically teenagers to death through military training, mm-hmm. uh, which Fred Roadbuster got all the blame for, because he couldn't just say, you know, there was a voice in my head telling me to do it. Right, there's a stand up in course, not proud course anyway. <laughs> and then years later, Roadbuster hears about all this, he gets upset. So he decides he's gonna, I nearly said we the word there, but we are trying to be family friendly for this one. watching your kids. So he's gonna go mess up to answer us the Tarantula shrinks out to a little spider again, or big spider if you're human, falls in his ear and then becomes a big spider out of his head. So you effectively have a sequence of an exploded head with a spider coming out of it. It's one of the great visceral horror moments in Transformers comics. Uh, Maybe the peak of Nick Roach there in terms of glory, And it is everything that Nick Roach is, Everything that is within his soul, his personality, his hopes, his dreams, his fears, is within that panel.
0: <laughs> nice work, Tarantulus.
2: And uh, but, but then he, we, we're meant to feel sad when uh, Tarantulus dies two, two issues later in his... But two, well, two issues in a few years later. <laughs> we're meant to go, ah. Even though there's, oh, yeah. there's exploded yeah. head murders and it causes you to torture robot children to death but well, you know we've all done it but uh, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pure gore and uh, it's incredibly strong it's a uh, uh, maybe against a magic wrench that sat there tugging away going, <laughs> as he's writing it that's uh, that's what I think he was doing there. It could be using two fingers to type, That's I think Nick Roach types. That's uh, <laughs> that would be my guess. And uh, I'm amazed there wasn't more Nick Roach on the list on this one. We could have had some Spotlight Cup, we could have had uh, various other things, but uh, yes, that is uh, the time. Um, a moment that can only happen in a Transformers comic that has a guy turned into a shape, uh, mass changing spider in it. Or and, a Cronenberg uh, film. Or a Cronenberg film. Those two very specific <laughs> things. And nobody else would do it. But yeah, Nick Rencher, David Cronenberg, only one of them has been an actor in a 5 over 13 film. So Nick still needs to do that. So there's a challenge as a trip. We could probably try and make that happen, actually.
0: I'm sure there's going to make another, I'm sure there'll be several more Friday the 13th films.
2: Uh, actually, it's probably not that hard to get into one, to be honest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you've heard us listeners. This is on our, our mission in life. We're going to put Nick Roach in a Friday the 13th film. Any of you in Hollywood or Bollywood or Nollywood?
2: And, uh, Friday the 13th films will already carry with Transformers because, uh, Michaela's original boyfriend in uh, the 2007 Transformers film is one of the main guys in uh, the Friday the 13th remake. Not the actor, the actual character is in both films.
0: This isn't a kind of situation where you had the you had Friday the 13th recorded on the same tape as... <laughs>
2: no, no. Trent, <laughs> played by the same actor, in, basically the same personalities in both Transformers 2007, mm-hmm. and Friday the 13th, 2009. So, okay. uh, God, he had a weird couple of years, didn't he? He did. He thought he'd get away from the giant robots. Uh, ended up being Machete and saying the worst ever line of dialogue due to sex scene in the field ever, which I can't even repeat here because we find be family friendly. But If you watch 2009, Friday the 13th, May, uh, you'll know it when it comes up. Okay. Right,
1: write it in the chat. I wanna know what it is. <laughs>
2: yeah, I want you to sort of hint at it obliquely. <laughs> that's it. But uh, that's where we get from the fact that uh comparison to uh, from Nick Roach, to David Lynch, David Lynch meaning uh, the tenth final thirteenth film, uh gets murdered by Jason too. But that's how all we think to
0: An out of control murderer, Marion. What what could be worse?
1: <gasps> A couple of things. <laughs> One of which, oh, my God, sure did write it in the chat, and you guys really don't want to know what that line was. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> let's get back to our horror telling.
2: Oh, wait, no, that was the wrong chat. Sorry, I said no, that.
1: <laughs> our friends, the Lost Light crew, are on the Lost Light ship, when strange things start happening, like bits of the ship start disappearing. They all run for the escape pods, get in there and all of a sudden they themselves start disappearing. Nobody knows what the hell's going on until suddenly Nightbit says, hang on, the people who are disappearing are the people who were on the last slide at the very beginning of the mission. And the people left are those who join the crew later. But what does this mean? They have to put that thought on pause for a moment because all of a sudden right in front of them, they see the lost light itself, which they thought had disappeared, broken to pieces, just hovering in space. It's energon floating everywhere, like red blood. They get on that ship trying to find out what's happened. They can't work it out. All they can tell is there are bits of the ship that are familiar, but there are also bits of the ship that are not. They find Swerve's bar, but it doesn't really look like Swerve's bar. What could possibly be happening? They go down familiar corridors only to find the corpses of their friends who have disappeared. Most of them shot in alt mode straight through the spark. What is going on? Megatron locks himself in a cupboard. He does to have a very dramatic chat with Ravage because nobody trusts him because he's a fucking tyrant. And when the light suddenly in that blown up to bits, lost light come on, he realizes that right behind him on that corridor is Ratchet, Drift and Hound shot to death. But that's not all because the most important thing of all is that their brain modules have been removed and shoved into their mouths. This is Slaughterhouse. Modern than issues 32 and 33. Some of the scariest issues in the whole of Modern Medici in my opinion one of the biggest mysteries in the Hall of modern Missing which I won't spoil for you because I'm feeling kind.
0: <laughs> Halloween, mercy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but however, I do recommend you read this story, uh, because it is one of the nicest things you're going to read in the Hall of Transformers. And I also encourage you to look out for a fun video made of a trailer to Slaughterhouse, uh, with deep space music uh, you will not be disappointed it is really worthwhile uh, it really brings to life that kind of like deep space nobody's coming f- to help you uh horror of there's something out here and we don't know what it is and it's gonna kill us um really amazing sci-fi um up there with things like a vent horizon, uh, in, in the feels that it uh, it kind of like um, brings out uh, as you read it. And I will leave that there.
0: I've just come past Storter House in my big reread of More Than Meets the Eye mm. and um, reading it with, with a Transformers novice and um, yeah, really very shocking <laughs> <Chita>. <laughs> how gory. Uh, and uh, yeah, kind of torturey it is. Uh, and then you know, interspersed with a couple of fun jokes about A levels uh,
1: <laughs> and about smart ass nautica.
0: Smart Ars nautica, yeah. Uh,
2: did uh, did your uh, your novice, your acolytes did they, did they guess the uh, reveal of what was really going on? Because I know a, a fair few people did at the time before before it happened. And that's possibly what James raise Robert's over the age of uh, No. Really? Um, were there uh, any
1: theories? Were there, was there any kind of guessing?
0: Yes, there were some good guesses, all in the right direction, but, um, were, you know, we were reading them pretty quick, so there wasn't months of figuring out in between.
2: Mm. Um, have, uh, have they seen Red Wolf? No. Oh, they probably would have guessed it, if they've not seen that episode?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Red Dwarf in Slaughterhouse, but um, uh, that's okay.
2: It's allowed. It's allowed, Stuart. It's, it's, a, it's a first time. Every, every time it's somebody's first time.
1: <laughs> Did Red Dwarf ever get genuinely scary, would you say?
0: There is a, a, a bit in one of the Red Dwarf books where they come across a copy of their ship that has the slaughtered remains of all their shipmates on, but then they slowly become aware that it's from a parallel universe.
1: Um Which has nothing to do with what we
2: are been talking <laughs> about. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of uh, Demons Actually, and Angels.
1: Actually, it doesn't.
2: It doesn't. <laughs> but uh, uh, if, if we make Red Wolf comparisons, we'll just get Toll off again. So, uh, Tom, what what have you got next?
1: Wait,
2: is uh, it me? Is it me? It doesn't. No, is I it mean. me? Sorry, it's... Uh, I can you... Yes, it's me. Sorry, yes. Oh, well,
0: no, it's, it's actually Marin again. I could, I, could do, I could do this if you... Yeah, I mean, that was yeah great... go for it, Tom. Go, okay, go for... cool. So, all right. <clears throat> what was big in the 90s? Red Dwarf um, and other things. But you know what was really big? You know what the biggest thing was? Baywatch. Killers. What was that? Serial killers.
1: Well, they're big now. They weren't just big in the 90s.
0: No. Okay. You know what a big thing... <laughs> <laughs> a big thing is, after a great start, serial killers, they're spooky, and they, you know, they know things sometimes, and they do like patterns, and they have a specific way of doing stuff, and every film was about serial killers. Remember that? They were in the cupboard, they were, they were on the bottom of the car, they were, they were really, they were relentless. It was, it was a terrible time.
2: So, so many serial killers, every film. Oh, I know. Beethoven's <laughs> 5th. <laughs> that
0: dog. My God, that dog. Um, so, isn't it about time that we had a serial killer in Transformers? Yes. And because this is Transformers, where everyone's got, like, funny powers, how about the way that this guy kills is that... Okay, then stay with me. He's got special eyes. Right? Nothing weird about that. Uh, and, and if he looks at you with his special eyes, he can rewrite your memories, but that's something other Transformers can do. So it's just he does it with his eyes rather than his fingers or whatnot. But, okay, here's what he does with your memories. Imagine, imagine the scary guy coming up to you and he looks at you and he rewrites your memories to make you turn inside out. Is so that something memories can do? Whoa. Oh. That's the worst, isn't it?
1: That is gruesome and horrific.
0: I hate that guy. I hate meeting that guy. He's always at work.
1: That's like combining mind and body horror into one. Yeah,
0: he's like looking, and he's like oh, and he's got a scary voice, and he's like bah, 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 bah.
1: But he can only do that hmm. if he's actually got his eyes on.
0: Yes, he's got proper horror movie rules. Yeah. Like, don't- don't let, you know, and where are the eyes? Or the eyes are rolling towards you. got to stop the eyes. But then he gets the eyes, and now he's like,
1: I'm going to turn you inside out. I'm looking at you. You think about what you've done, and you turn yourself inside out.
0: Yeah, and his, his face is like this radar dish. So he's all like, it's like an owl. He's like, Aah! he's got teeth. His mouth's always open. He's like,
1: He's got antenna for, uh, like, TV dishes for ears or something.
2: Yeah. I think that's probably what gave him away, when we're saying who's, who's going around projecting their mind into people's minds to make them turn inside out. He's one of a big, big satellite dish there, head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's doing it. <laughs> Otherwise, he doesn't really leave much of a trace. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you do it. You in a crowd of 4,000 of people, and you know, they wouldn't know who would have done that, because he, he doesn't have to touch you.
1: i want to pause there for a second because there's something else in this whole two-parter i think it was that is equally scary but nobody's mentioned in the voting and that is when we find getaway in his cell without his arms his legs his mouth He's just being suspended from a, a, a shell, like his torso. This is after um, uh, Getaway's uh, revealed to be a dodgy character for the first time. But I think what's really scary about that moment is that you know it's the good guys that have done this to him, and it kind of poses you a little bit, because if that's the good guys and that's the bad guy. What on earth really is going on in this book, which is suddenly very grey and ambiguous?
2: Tom had a getaway ready to go there. We expect to talk about him. He was on ball.
1: He's got a a, a, a disemboweled getaway, in fact. (laughs) Yeah. Not just any getaway. Missing a (laughs) head and legs and everything getaway.
0: I've always got this guy in my pocket. But you want to talk about this about getaway?
2: Then I'm here. Uh,
1: I approve of this message. I mean, it, it makes you think,
2: though, so, as that is apparently a, uh, a legal way to string up a guilty Transformer, because of the Ultramagnus will not have any truck, anything outside of uh, Judas Prudence. Uh, it makes me wonder why Optimus Prime didn't say they should just take Megatron about like that. Oh. Uh, well, Rather than making him co-captain, Optimus five, just be a uh, complete ass, top mod.
0: I think I know. I, I, this only uh, is only the penny only dropped for me on the latest reread, but the whole time, the whole time, Optimus has been is remembering the conversation he had with Megatron on the time phone. Megatron was like, "You know what? I think I'm cool. I think I'm gonna join up with you guys." And he didn't know did the whole time. He's like, okay, come on. When you said so, you said you were going to do it. I think that's why. <laughs> he's, so, he's so lenient. Commitment.
1: All this million years later, he was like, finally, dude, I've been waiting for you. Oh,
2: yeah, you know, okay. Take your
1: time. You. Like.
2: And, it, and he never found out that it turned out okay, either. He, no. He, he went and hugged a man he went for eternity him. before Megatron got back to Cybertron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all done it.
1: Speaking of Mechatron,
2: yes, this is the, uh, the most popular Marvel and indeed most popular vintage, uh, if we call it that at this point, moment uh, that people voted for. It is from issue 69. Hey, hey, nice. Hey, nice, yep. Let's just see a few to go nice at home. That's enough time. Uh, issue 69 of the American Marvel comic. Uh, it is a, sort of a big turning point in the American Marvel comic. It is uh, when Anne Wildman comes on board as artists to last until the end of the series, except for one issue, it was Jeff Senior's war. Uh, it's really where the Furman era of the American comic properly kicks off after, oh, it must have been about a year. Uh, slightly trendy wars with it, uh, sort of settling in. Uh, so the first firm American arc, right, a year earlier, in a done funny number issue, uh, had brought Megatron back, who had been miss, missing from American comic for a couple of years. Uh, just a sort of a, an attention grabbing thing, because the comics on the points of cancellation would really remained really back for an arc. But because Megatron did not have a toy at that point, it was just bringing back to kill him again. So it is Megatron versus Ratchet, that old rivalry from the earliest days of a Marvel comic. Uh, there is conflict on Cybertron. There are bombs on the arc. There's a space portal. And uh, Ratchet outwits and uh, Foxy's Megatron beams the bombs It's Megatron's super base and tries to escape through the portal. But uh, him and Megatron get to a tussle and the whole thing explodes into a like Megatron and Ratchet are dead. And we're you tending to be dead at that point because Comic Con Verge cancellation, these guys are toys. A couple of years later, Action Masters are coming. And this, uh, this is Zishi like 69's second part, really, with two connected stories out of the arc that are about starting a very long road to Action Masters. Grimlock goes off to Hydra's Four, and because Megatron has an Action Master, Megatron needs to come back. Most, no one except the block will actually become an action master in the comic because obviously, very obviously Furman hates by the idea of action masters, so he really drags out this journey of getting everybody covered in Nucleon. Like Megatron eventually gets covered in Nucleon in the last but one issue. Uh, but yeah, that's why Megatron has come back as a sop because he's going to eventually become an action master, but not really because he's going to delay it until the comic is ended. Uh, how do you bring both of them back after he and Ratchet both exploded by a space portal? You have my boy Nightbeats! Who I've only mentioned because Tom's got the toy there. A terrible, awful nightbeat toy. Making good Nightbeats, you scum. Uh, Nightbeats works out that they fell into a portal, and when the base exploded, the portal shuts off so they're trapped in between portals. So if they open up a portal, they can bring Ratchet Often was bestest friend. The only person who died in the comic Often was ever gave a toss about. He was sad for the entire issue after Ratchet died. N- n- didn't care about anybody else. Cloudburst died. Oh, no. Scorpionock. Uh, uh, Scorpionock. He's a very confused about Often's He just wants to be friends with the Septuagint leaders. He's lots of kinks. Megatron, Scorpionock. Just wants to be their pals. Mm. <laughs> Well, it's his own boys, it's only Ratchet he cares about. It. So they open up the Portal, but it turns out that being exploded as you get through a Portal is bad for your health. Now, what does merge, emerge is not just Ratchets, it is a composite, a hideous, melted, cracked sides monster that is half Megatron, half Ratchet, which is a striking full page issue cliffhanger to issue 68. Uh, but issue 69 it's just about the Ratchet Megatron monster, something about with sort of four arms and its four legs and its two heads going. Um, Ratchet, once often, was found to shoot him in the head and put him out in his misery like a dog. Uh, Megatron just wants to throw stuff about, smash it up a bit. Uh, that's, that's his way. So something about the arc. Looking disgusting, it's a pink of our noir art, especially that full issue. Uh, the cliffhanger isn't quite as sharp because it's not seen basketball on inks. When seen basketball comes onto inks on the full issue of Mega Ratchet, it is this fantastic, monstrous, lumbering homage to every universal horror film you've ever seen. Even that fact, the cup is trying to get some flaming torches going to hunt down the monster and kill it. Uh, he has to lay down the law to us and say, because it, it's uh, that one mentally ill man he's better than all my security team. It's not, he's whipping out the ship, but we, I can't do anything about it. You have to, after I was even though I'm the security guy. Uh, and I was five, he's where he goes in there, he puts some bullets to the head, and has much pleading for, uh, to shoot him. Uh, but in the end, he decides to show mercy and uh, separate them. Uh, but then he's told by uh, Dr. Fixis that the only way to save Ratchet is to save Megatron as well. Which I would say it's possibly dodgy science, I think you'd to separate over there put a pillow over Megatron's face. Uh, if you well, want to get rid of him afterwards. Just, just but... cut off the, most of the Megatron, well, or just tear <laughs> his arms and legs off, right? Yes, I think, I think there's some do- I think Fixit knows was fine as a kink <laughs> for receptor leaders. And he's like, yeah, we'll keep Megatron safe, don't worry. Put him in a little box, pull it out. <laughs> coat him in Nucleon. <laughs> Whatever you like, once a week. Um, uh, so it's, it's a it's a proper horror thing issue. But uh very, and we've said, that everything's very Star Trek. It's a very Star Trek issue. It is like one of those uh, episodes where Doctor Crusher accidentally turns into to monsters. I have to race to cure her, but she keeps a medical license afterwards somehow.
1: Again, I uh, have to say Cronenberg, The Fly.
2: Very Cronenberg as well. That's only about the same time as The Fly, actually. Yes, yeah, so it's a oh, it's teleportation te- it's a accident. It's yes. uh, uh. ah, I don't think Marianne has even read this issue when she's worked out its its origins. <laughs> <laughs> <And> the Autobots <laughs> really,
0: really could do with a, with, a me- with a proper mental health policy because this sort of thing just keeps happening. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, when the Megatron doesn't appear again, uh, because, as I say, they get to the last issue, and uh, they're on the Ark, and uh, there's a nuclear on board. And, uh, before that, Megatron gets pumped for a nuclear by Grimlock by accident, because he can get oh, all the Autobots in the well Ark. He come for nuclear let's turn them all into action masters. But uh, Megatron saves his little box. But Ratchet comes out, and a are for this issue, and he's still mentally joined to Megatron. Guess I should have killed Megatron, really. That would have, so, so he's having a mental fusion of Megatron, and uh, mental trauma as well, mental horror of uh, having your worst enemy. You've had all these problems with. Because so in Marvel Comics, Ratchet and Megatron are far more of a thing going on than Prime Megatron. They have far more uh, direct confrontations.
0: You know, there's that, been an interesting way to take this. I know he really turns him into a sled or whatever, but... Um,
2: we don't talk about Generation 1.
0: No, Ta- but imagine if Ratchet... Had uh, you know, mind meld with Megatron, and like they sort of started to get on. Is that, is, and then, and then, I don't know. Maybe they move in together. Um, I
2: don't know. I feel, I feel that's maybe got more storytelling potential than. Yeah. It was. Uh, so, sadly, the comic had to end there. But it doesn't mean that, uh, that Ratchet is sat there full of thoughts of Megatron, and Starscream comes in and goes, "Look at you, just one Autobot a on whole arc. Which is going to be easy. Uh, Ratchet is just peed off enough. To uh, punch
0: the hell out of him. Oh, because he's mind, mind melding with Megatron. Oh, he's,
2: like, he's having a bad day. He's like punch
1: a bad punch and, Starscream. Uh, that's, Starscream, punch him. That's not, what, that, that's not what would happen. Starscream would go, go, walk in and go, how dare you chill on me? Who is this guy? I thought you <laughs> were going to meld with anyone. It would be me. Wow.
2: It's a tragedy, but he never... That's a conversation between the end of the series and the start of Generation 2, then later on, and Star Screamer sat in the Canadian snow for two years. I was having an awkward conversation about Ratchet. Oh. He was presumably still alive and sat there as well, and it's been very <laughs> awkward.
0: Just pretending to be busy.
2: <laughs> he has to go away, he's like, I've had enough of this. That's why he's not in Generation 2. But uh, but it's, it's one of the most striking. I mean the fact that it got uh, a majority of the things I would have to talk about is not most votes, everybody who voted. And uh, that's at the end of the comic when sales figures were uh, failing, Uh, not as good as they had been. So that was so many people remember this over uh, stuff when the comic was at its peak, like Joy Meadows.
0: it's right up there, right up there and then in the Yeah. Well, in more the people
2: more people would have read that uh, by a magnitude than uh read the Mega Ratchet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, it's clearly stuck with uh with the people who read it. It is the Patrick Crownton era of uh, Transformers Moments where we not that many people watching, Nobody who did watch really remembers Aha! Uh-huh. stuff. But uh, That's stuck that to who? From, well, yes, yes, well remember the uh, so it's just a, it's a, just go Google the image and you will go. That is an amazing image of uh, no, but actually don't Google beggar in ratchet You probably be someone else. I think but... There was some way, some way to show, oh, somebody, show people. Uh, is this a slideshow? The that he had done more homework than the
1: No, some people are just listening.
2: <laughs> yeah so that's why we have to paint a picture with our words.
1: Okay, we are on our top two.
0: Speaking of famous um, painters.
1: Speaking of famous painters, <laughs> quite. <laughs> Perhaps I will take the next one, Tom, and you can take the number one.
0: Hey, cool. Hang on. I got. I'm my, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready so, for this.
1: For our next scariest moments in the Hall of Transformers, picture this a spaceship in the middle of nowhere, floating in space. It has a purpose, not necessarily a destination though. And in its bowels, a secret chamber attached to the bottom of this ship. Nobody knows it's there, except for a very close circle of people and one very unfortunate soul who discovered it and then went crazy and tried to take his own life. In that chamber, chained, arms and legs is a homicidal maniac and with him is a neurosurgeon, somebody who can insert Syringe like nails to the back of your skull to read your memories. In this mind merge, something goes terribly wrong, and perpetrator becomes victim. Who is in charge? The lines become obscured, and all of a sudden a pneumo surgeon becomes the one at the disadvantage. A homicidal murderer breaks free. Why? Because somebody was stupid enough to tell them that the Rex is still alive. <laughs> he breaks his chains. He Bashes the neurosurgeon, new surgeon. He escapes his cell and what comes next? It's not going to be pleasant. No, 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 no. Not at all. So the first thing he does, he starts down the corridor and who is there? Poor, poor, tiny Cybertronian by the name of Pipes. What happens, Pipes is running down this corridor in his alt mode, so he's driving down, bumps into a homicidal murderer's leg, apologises for the inconvenience he has caused, and is promptly smashed to death by the homicidal murderer. But... Before he breathes his last not-quite breath, he manages to sound the alarm on the lost light and mm-hmm. let everybody know that Overlord is loose on the ship. Overlord finds his way into the Medibay bay where Ratchet realises what's going on, tries to take him out. Drift tries to save him none of them are successful and then all of a sudden Overlord is loose on the ship what follows is massacre except it's not quite massacre because not that many people die but anyway it's a bit of a battle (laughs) alright some people die it's not pleasant one of our favourite characters dies in a very tragic sacrificial way He's not coming back from this encounter, he's, the quantum twin does, but let's not go down there quite yet, it's it's tragic, alright, it's quite tragic, even more tragic is the fact that Overlord actually survives. But also the fact that we later get found out that the reason why our was on that fucking ship in the first place was because the ship's counter, captain let him on there because he's a fucking dick. I'm sorry, I know this was supposed to be a family friendly. I, I could have said the
2: line out. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, so I've realised I put it in the chat. I didn't put quotation marks around it. It looks like I'm saying it as well. <laughs>
1: Yes, our glorious Captain Rodimus has, in fact, has his manly pride wounded by Prowl, who's told him, you are no man enough to take overload on your ship. And has gone, are you talking to me? I will bloody take him on my ship. Not only will I take him on my ship, I will get my best man to interrogate him, and I will just fuck it all out, because that's just... What I do, all right, But I'll apologize later, so it's gonna be fine. The audience will still like me.
2: I get a feeling somebody doesn't like you, for this.
1: <laughs> so, yes, this is Overlord escaping from his Cell, uh, on board the Lost Light, uh, in more than it's, you know, uh, leading to some of the most memorable uh issues in Lost Light on the death of Rewind.
2: Uh, can, can we say here, yeah, I think it's an exceptionally good idea thing that uh, the unexpected cutscene of the comic meant the original plan to bring the original rewind back didn't happen.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Because uh, I mean he was right of issue that would have made that happen when he got the call saying you need to wrap it up, you don't have 16 issues or whatever it was. Uh, it would have been... Uh, the uh, scavengers uh, interlude was originally gonna be, that would have been a separate issue and that interlude would have been, Are you wouldn't okay. have known it was rewind, but it would have been okay, about the original okay. rewind.
1: Are you getting a bit mixed up? Because I don't remember this. I remember yeah. that there was going to be a plot line about Chrome Dome having been involved in um, Ambus's disappearance.
2: If, uh, if I remember correctly the original interlude of that issue uh, would have been the target 2006 crossover where it would have been an interlude into Marvel continuity where a mysterious muscled up stranger would have been fighting Omega Supreme and then later on it would have been revealed if that was the original Rewind saved by I can't remember it would have been who saved him now the uh, Galactic Council uh, somebody like that who would have beefed him up and sent him Dimension hopping for some reason.
1: Is this uh, a TF- I can't remember the TF- ex- explanation for it. Is this a TFN panel? A yes,
2: record? yeah. Uh, so, there would have been two rewinds, uh, as, which I I think it's better that the original rewind stays dead.
1: This actually happens in Cyber Utopia.
2: No, that's just an imaginary original rewind, though.
1: But you do have the, the awkwardness uh, of the situation. <laughs> There's a
2: lot for uh, the watery one right? where he gets to ambus, he's a K. <laughs> yeah,
1: Saying that the situation was not that awkward in the end.
2: <laughs> uh, but that, uh, and I, also, I also want to put out the, uh, on the descriptions of the order, uh, Thomas called that Overlord Busting Out, which is quite appropriate uh, for Halloween because <laughs> who are you going to call?
0: Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else with that.
1: Okay. She <laughs> <laughs> was. Oh he no, was. no, I'm, taking,
2: I'm making a nice right st- into st- the pumpkin. I'm still doing the family-friendly version of <laughs> the show. <Okay.
1: laughs> Talking of boobs,
0: yeah. <laughs> are we? So, okay. Imagine the situation. You are working. In in hospital, you're 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 a you're a very busy, very highly sought after skilled surgeon, and your best friend is also a very highly sought after skilled surgeon. You both look quite a bit alike. Everybody just assumes there's something going on, but you know you're a, you're
1: uh, a... you're dating. Pardon? <laughs> you're dating?
0: Oh oh right, you're me. Oh right, no, okay, Yeah. sorry, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Getting there. Just,
1: just carry on, people. Yeah, just, yeah, need To just, hear this. Yeah.
0: So, you and your sexy coworker, um, who are at it every night, um, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you you do not you, you never quite realise because you're a bit on, you're a bit, you know, you're not that great with people. You may be a bit on the spectrum. You're, you're very focused on your work, let's say. And your sexy co is like, just like a bit, he's just like a guy who's like a bit intense. He's always kind of saying what he feels and you kind of, you know, like sometimes a bit inappropriate, sometimes a bit over the line. Okay. But, you know, he's good company. He's pretty funny. Um, He's got like a, you know, fun, dark sense of humor that's always good on the operating table when you're, you know, saving someone's life. And, um, you know, this goes on for a while. Uh, Eventually you get it happens in the medical profession, but you get reassigned somewhere else,
1: away from. Yeah, follows. away from, You know,
0: you, you know how this goes. It's best not to get too attached. You're never gonna see it again. Just, just keep your keep your focus on your work. Now, you assumed that your sexy coworker had the same professional detached realistic perspective on the situation as you do. Uh Both gone your separate ways. It's just part of the job. What we had was good but it's gone now and it might never come back and that's just part of it.
1: Yeah, we're we're professionals.
0: Yeah. So it's a bit of a surprise when you next encounter your look-alike friend And um, you realize that he's maybe taken your departure a little bit, with a bit more force than you ever expected and certainly you you intended it to be. And he's now kind of carving people up uh, for fun. He says there's a good reason for it, but he's really, his skills are not going to the application in which they were honed.
1: Also, your new boyfriend just randomly cut his arms off.
0: Yeah. Wait, hang on. Brought in the wrong boyfriend there. Yeah, you, you, you turn up with this new guy, and one thing leads to another, and you cut off his hands, his beautiful hands, and then you start wearing them.
2: Oh, no, trans- Oh, this is a Transformers thing! Sorry about yeah, you talking your yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. But, you know. but you don't
1: think he would mind.
0: Well, you know, we're professionals. Sometimes if someone needs some hands and you've gone evil and Drift cuts them off, you can use your hands. Transformers culture is weird that way. Yep. Okay. So a lot of water under the bridge, right? We'll all laugh about it someday in a group text. However, next time you see this guy, he delights... In the opportunity to knock you unconscious. Whoops. And when you are completely under his power, he performs some sophisticated surgery upon you. He's got some new friends who don't treat him well, but certainly let him have some, in, some, some great new toys. And when you wake up, He's there and he's clearly not forgotten anything. That water's not under the bridge. What you thought was a bridge, it was a dam. And he delights in telling you that not only are you completely within his power, still alive, but the reason why you can't move your arms and legs is because he has removed them and the reason why you're feeling a bit kind of light-headed and dizzy is because he has reduced you to a head and a spinal cord and a heart and what's left and he has reconstructed the rest of you turned into an ambulance in a little box.
1: What, what is in the box, Tom?
0: you 're in the box, ratchet you 're in the box, the whole of you i've took you all apart just to show you that I care and that i 'm a good doctor, and you oh. left me, and then you took off my hands, but i don 't mind i've got better hands now. These hands are my new relationship i don 't know it 's a bit muddled, but there's a lot of emotions. <laughs>
2: You've you, you got to imagine be uh, pressed by father's skills. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, I, a few weeks ago, uh, built the, uh, the Lego DB5, which, uh, that's a big Lego kiss, oh, And I, uh, the Aston Martin DB5.
0: Oh, that is a car, okay.
2: Car. And uh, that's a big kiss. And I realised when I couldn't get the ejector seat to work, that I put one piece wrong, so I had to take bits out to get to one little piece in the middle. Could have quite get it back together in the same way afterwards. So if he had to take out the takeover, head of a spy neatly and turn him into the car, you know, he would be a Lego master farmer. If you ever want someone to build your Lego for you, call him a farmer. He will, uh... Or if you've got a bit of your Lego wrong and you want somebody to take a bit out. but He's a man. Because he does it with chainsaw hands as well. It's... With
0: chainsaw hands and he reverses the procedure in almost no time at all. I don't, yeah, I don't know what he's on. He must be on some super meth to do that.
2: All the best doctors are.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, then they then not only has he gone to absurd lengths just to get your attention through extreme surgery on your unwilling self. He then picks one person. You're not even that close to this guy actually, but he picks someone else who's in your who you now work with, your new colleague. And then um, cuts him in half.
1: Is it lengthways? He cuts
0: it him in yes. lengthways. Not not the easy, not the easy horizontal way. Not the like, I could I could pull most of these apart horizontally. No, no problem. No problem for a transformer. They don't have guts, do they? They don't have guts. No, they've,
1: they've got ball joints.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've got spines, but the spines don't seem to matter. I don't know how the spines work, the transformation, frankly. But anyway, um, yeah. So he just takes your colleague and just like, hey, dead now. And then drives off. Just drives away. I don't think he's a jet. Or flies.
1: Yeah. How rude.
0: Rudest man in Transformers, frankly, Farmer. No boundaries. No um, no sense of, of decorum. Everything's about him, you know?
2: He's having a confused time, it. he's got uh, a god living in his head messing you up and confusing him
1: doesn't that happen does that happen it happens a bit later however okay look hear me out your ex who is clearly better than you Mm. but you don't want to admit it because he's chief medical officer right and Mm. you're not
0: Mm.
1: has moved on in life Mm -hmm. and has some really cool friends And also a new boyfriend, what the hell? And his new boyfriend is a hottie. okay? You orchestrate this whole thing to bring you to his attention because you're stuck in the middle of bloody nowhere, babysitting bloody Decepticons. And having to deal with a DJD and nobody's coming to help you, right? And you're like, Ratchet, for the love of God, please come over here and save me from this hell. Come over, sweep down and kill town for me and let's let's go away together. You could do it. And I know I've killed some people, but I I, I did it out of need, okay? And all I need is you to be here and I will... See the light again mm-hmm. and he turns up and he brings his goddamn boyfriend
0: this twink
1: this this ridiculously hot piece of metal right and just shoves him in your face mm. and you're like, "Fuck you, I will infect you with the plague. <laughs> And I will escape this place, and I will be victorious, and your boyfriend's gonna fucking die.
2: Uh, Married, sir.
1: <laughs> and then, just when you're about to get away, you get infected... And then hot piece of metal jumps out of fucking nowhere, out of pure love for you. Mm. No, not you, but, you know, that's uh, it. Uh, one of these. And your fucking hands off and you fall into the fucking void. And left for dead. And they're off celebrating. They
0: don't come look for you. They don't even come to look for you.
1: They just, they just dance on your grave, man. And then, can you blame them mm-hmm. for wanting to rip the the, the spine off their ex, right? Mm-hmm. And just take their spark out and their, you know, can you, I ask you, who would blame you if this had happened to you? Mm. Cool, and mm. um, this is how you reacted. I just think we should hear him out, is all.
0: I mean, I guess Farmer does do that while he's hanging out with the literal God of justice.
1: He's got justice on his side. He's
2: got justice on his side. Because if there's one thing we have learned these last few weeks, it's that supreme justice is... Uh, good, worthy people who always do the right thing.
1: Yeah, Or are on the side of equality and human rights for all beings.
0: <laughs> what do you think Amy Barrett would turn into if she was a transformer
2: judge? Oh God! What's the most useless transformer? <laughs> Somebody like just use a prop you, up your don't competent.
1: There, you wrong, same in vain. <laughs>
2: Uh, who, who's popping up one of us on the last slides? Uh, the discovery power. No, no, I'm not comparing us to Drift, no. That's definitely who he is. That's um, uh, something you said, Tom. Uh, Marion will come for you now.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, there's, no, there's no animal loathsome enough I can think of. Uh, like a centipede, but then, oh, yeah, centipede's pretty cool.
1: Fucking cockroach, man. I like fucking COVID. No, I think cockroaches are
0: really sweet.
1: Yes, side with the fucking cockroaches. So side.
0: sweet though, they're
1: like a little twiddly, little hand, little, little antenna.
0: They're talking <laughs> they're, to each other, and you can smell them talk to each other.
2: See, I'm just thinking for people who might be listening to this even next week, yeah, uh, after the election is supposed to have happened. We would have sat there laughing at us, and our naivety of knocking was a justice. It. The thing. But like I remember those days when it was that was one of the things you we were worried about before the the war started.
1: Um before cockroaches took over the fucking planet. Bet, with the bet, help of traitor Tom
2: McNally. I bet Unicron really envies us right now. <laughs> Becoming one with the void. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, that's what she basically is. She's just a great big empty voice. Right, yeah. So you kind of transform
0: hey. into, like, nothingness. That'd be cool. They should do that. They should...
1: Transforming into nothingness.
0: Yeah, that'd be a good toy.
1: It would be. It would... I'm not sure about that toy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Well, that's suddenly got very serious in real world, hasn't it? <laughs> How
1: about <laughs> yeah. some silly childhood fears now?
2: I think that's what we need, let me...
1: I mean I say silly, I'm so sorry everyone, I know these were very important moments to you, but I think even you realise, a lot of you wrote this and went, I know it's nothing but (laughs) this really scared me at the time, Uh, but what I thought was really interesting about these submissions was how many people were our age, <laughs> we were actually much younger. <laughs> uh, so the majority of you seem to be our age because your childhood scares were uh generation one. Um but we we've really had a mix of them. So we've had Biscoa's, we've had uh, Energon even. Uh we've had um Prime, we've got Transformers Animated, we've even had Bavers things. Ravages, Death and Bavers, what's that all about, Shir? You're uh, a expert.
2: That is uh, the moment that was uh, famously uh, ripped off uh, in The diet of the Light, where uh, Ravage is uh, grabbed and just uh, pulled uh, in two with his spine, Tom so big, his spine laid out as well, uh, by uh, Bumblebee if I remember correctly. He's
1: like, Ravage. In, like in Modern Miss
2: Yeah, basically. It's, I'm sure about if uh, James has made it this far, he'll, he'll love that comparison. But yeah, it's, it's, an, it's exactly the same. <laughs> if you're going to kill Keep a he you
1: the That's what happened.
2: He has two things on his bedside table. Uh, a Red Dwarf novel and a copy of Revenge of a Fallen. Nothing else. <laughs> it's
0: like something that in, a, in the police report.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's a Revenge of a Fallen novelization. It's two books. Oh Wow. He, he reads them both. A little chapter every night. alternating. So wait, what are we
0: doing? We're running through the moments that especially scare people. Oh right, I see oh, we are well, doing that. Uh, Ravages death in Bayverse. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean let's not go through everything, but so, there are uh, a few worth noting. So a lot of you have been clearly traumatized by Optimus Prime, both dying and coming back to life. <laughs> <laughs> he can't win. like Just like
2: matter. dad. Here's what uh, I, I want to ask uh, you two about, because I haven't seen much of that's sort of animated. What are the space barnacles all about? What's uh, so terrifying about uh, space barnacles?
0: I remember there being space barnacles, but I don't remember why they are notable in any way.
1: Well, they're like infectious, aren't they? Like, oh, they're like Covid.
0: Oh, like a leprosy Covid kind of...
1: They infect you.
0: 3% death rate.
2: Uh, oh,
1: Alpha, Alpha Q again! Alpha
2: Q is everywhere! Alpha Specifically the comic as well, not even the cartoon.
0: Yeah, I don't understand this because Alpha Q is not in, the, in that comic. Like uh, two, uh, well, right pedals, in if you listen to that. Quite poorly home. drawn and uh, really uninteresting design. Doesn't even really say anything, just kind of going... You're
2: wrong! If you've made it this far, after the first time Tom said you made a terrible selection, Yeah, uh, tell, tell us what it is about Alpha King.
0: You've, uh, personally, Tom specifically. you've personally offended me. Uh, <laughs> we have Terrasaur and Scorponok falling into the lava in Beast Wars Aftermath. Oh, that's funny, though. Yeah, that's a comedy, <laughs> death. I
2: mean, it's going um, after. Uh, but the one on here I would have gone for, uh, maybe my uh, worst... <laughs> moment. Is a Night Sick in Run, Where uh tell you what
0: I'm gonna do. Uh
2: oh, Megat- I'm,
0: gonna, I'm gonna share this screen.
2: Wow, is it, uh, do you have it there Tom? Yeah now we're oh, see
1: share yeah, the spreadsheet. Now we all that's got our secrets
2: on it Tom.
0: No 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 just this just this bit. Oh. And my whatever, but, whatever uh, no it's
2: fine. What does that say on the everybody's reading your tabs now they gonna Uh, Yeah, one of them would have got me is Nightstick in uh, Dry Run, which is a comic by uh, Guardians of the Galaxy creator Dan Ambit, of all people, Uh, where it's uh, Megatron versus Cyclonus and Scourge, and uh, as they're battling each other, uh, Megatron grabs Cyclonus' target master companion, who's a little man, he's a little, he's not human, but basically is. He's a humanoid alien, and he just crushes him to death on panel yep. with a funny, horribly violent sound effect. Which I think is the only on-panel humanoid death in the entire comic. And it's because he's wearing a little metal suit, which makes him look like a robot. But let's go sort of get away with doing that. The sound makes all. It he's so- basically crushing a human to pulp on panel, and uh, it's a man you, Droid. Uh, I mean, yes, he is. That's that's what it looks like, viewers. <laughs> and then uh, he rips off Sartorius's head as well. Which it's, it's all... Uh, that, that's my favourite of so the ones cool, on that, there. That's, that,
0: that's a want. real farmer level kind of uh, uh, dedication to uh, humiliation and injury.
2: That's a caddy, kind of, you, you are the Jeff Anderson of this podcast, so... <laughs> uh,
0: there you go, all right, what's next? Oh wow, oh
2: shit, oh god! <laughs> See, take <Marianne> the <came> prepared!
1: <laughs> yeah, so it, there's clearly a few of you traumatized by the movie. And transmutate, one of you was very trans- uh, traumatized for transmutate, so much so that you submitted that four times. Yeah,
0: over the course of several hours, I kind of want to know what you're trying to tell us about transmutate and your relationship with transmutate. But, um, you know, you do you. Uh, let's draw a stupid stupid trans- transmutate. Um, what? Wow, <laughs> I'm getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there
2: that's what else we got on here, so we haven't already mentioned. Uh, The Spiders, maybe, Return of Optimus Prime, as I said, that's an impressive choice, if you don't like Spiders. Uh, We've already had some Tarantulas moments, so clearly we're some arachnophobes. Um, (laughs) The VHS of Starscream's Ghosts. Specifically the VHS. It's
1: the grain. (laughs) It adds a certain something. Well, this is the only time we've had the uh, Transformers animated. Actually, mentioned it's only on this list.
0: Is this what Transmutate looks like?
1: A little Look. bit like him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very close, actually.
0: It's weird, awkward-looking, horrible.
2: Thing. So there you go, IDW, you get on to Tom McNally for a cover for your Beast Wars comics.
0: No, I hear you don't pay anyone anything. Jerks.
1: Maybe <laughs> they should pay you for just like a one-off Transmutate spotlight.
0: Yeah! I'll do it. Don't even like Transmutate. <laughs> Somebody
1: really, really does.
0: I'll make Transmutate a sex criminal.
2: Just to and spite I... everyone. No. I think all the rest are things we have mentioned already. More or
1: less,
2: uh, yeah. So I think that leaves us with one last category to talk about.
1: But this is a secret one. We have a countdown coming.
2: Oh Oh. boy,
1: to the election.
2: (laughs) Uh, Like there's going to be an election, Tom. So give us a countdown.
1: Hang on, Tom's still drawing.
2: No. <laughs> okay, wait, I can, oh no, uh, we can't exit this until he's.
1: <laughs> no,
0: wait! I've got too many transformers around the place. I can't move. Um, <laughs> wait. Okay. Let me think about this. I want the mouse, and with the mouse, I want to go character. Hey. And now, now no, we, no, no, now we see no. everything. Okay, all right.
1: Oh no!
0: I, mean, I do it very slowly.
1: <laughs> no! What are you doing?
0: Now, now we do account count
1: He's the worst.
2: I am. Um... Well, okay, so we kind of know what's coming now. Uh, time well, we if
1: you, if you <laughs> have paused, you suck. All right. You, you've ruined it and you only have yourself to blame. Just saying.
2: Yeah. So it's voted by you, the scariest characters in all of Transformers. Uh, so, shall should we, should we burn through the ones that just got one vote uh, pretty quick? Yeah. Okay, honorable so honourable mentions of one vote people are Tarantulas, Shockwave, uh, Prowl, IDW, Farmer, uh, Laserbeak, Movie, Galvatron, Marvel, Circuit Smasher, That's going to be a joke one. That's got to be a. Oh, I'm a wacky. Holy oh, sluggard
1: smasher, somebody tell me.
2: Oh, best. It's uh, a copyright dodgy way of writing Circuit Breaker into the IDW. Wasn't it Spike or something? Spike became Circuit, circuit Breaker under, circuit under a new name. Circuit Breaker, yeah. It, it was completely needless, nobody cared that it looked terrible. Uh, so I'm receiving that. Uh, if you were genuinely traumatised by Serpent Smash, I'm so sorry. You're not mean to mock anybody's answers. But, you know, I wish I had your life. But don't we all. Uh, bombshell, Mega Ratchet, Megatron, IDW, be oh, before. I oh, know how easily people follow humans, forgive me. Wait, what, what?
1: You've jumped onto the main countdown.
2: Oh, sorry, yes, Ralph. Uh, okay, that was right. Yes, okay, glory, I uh, stopped a bombshell.
1: <laughs> okay this is stressful oh my god okay Circuit are, is stressful. this is the world's world <laughs> countdown we start at number six six with megatron hey,
0: look at that guy
1: although we are cheating oh. because you've actually mentioned three different megatrons one of them is this was Megatron. One of them is Mega Ratchet, which we've already talked about. And the other one is IW Megatron. And this is notable because what you said is IW Megatron is scary because of how easily he got people to believe in him and follow him. And this is a thousand percent correct. That is very scary. And... Even though we all love him, I say all me, I think he's the best thing ever to have happened to Transformers. Not all about Megatron, he can fuck off. But <laughs> actual real Megatron, we do appreciate he's an exceptionally scary character and nobody who you would ever want to come across in real life. But look how pretty. It's-
2: He
0: is. He's a handsome lad.
2: Uh, I I see the smoke could be laughing about his head now who made it (laughs) this far.
1: And then we jump on to another sort of cheat, because this is a merge of a few different into one. And this is, again, something we have already mentioned, Tom. Yeah, my favourites.
0: Right over here.
1: Yeah. (gasps) Quintons.
0: Not Um... this guy. This guy's ugly.
1: How are we? Ne- None of us have the Quintesson figure that's just come out.
0: Yeah, I want that Judge thing.
1: We it's all want
0: city. him. None of hey, us have him. Um, I've got a to come around here somewhere, but they're not Quintessons, apparently.
2: i will take it to the, the Quintesson court for the adjudication on that, whether Oh
0: no, 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 wait, 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 don't, because they have weird ideas about how justice works.
2: But uh, Alpha-Q is on this list again, so I guess, was that all the same person? Or is there different people, voting for Alpha-Q in different categories?
0: So. I don't know, is that, do you think, do you think in the world of Energon, there's like normal, proper looking quintessons and Alpha-Q is just this idiot, just this hipster uh... who looks weird?
1: Wait, this is where I started choking earlier.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to, what, what, what were you gonna say?
1: He says you only see the shell. The core of Unicorn remains the most potent force in this or any other universe.
0: Oh, you see only the shell.
1: <sighs> so we keep judging him on appearance, and he's saying
0: which, which we shouldn't do anyway. You suck. So- he's talking about his potency yeah okay so unicron it's got it all figured out
2: oh yeah now i feel bad for mocking now for
0: but he's also talking about new hyper modes right so maybe he's got a difficulty of some sort a pretty sorry specimen just as well our master in his infinite wisdom sees fit to bestow upon you new hyper modes. No, this guy's not all there.
1: Yeah, I'm not he's sure. Not. He's,
0: a, he's had a car crash or something.
1: I'm not sure about him at all. <laughs> him, her? Is it
2: her? We've, oh, we've, yeah, 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 we're sorry. I've... We've definitely got one person who's ever going to vote again. Any polls Good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Who's next? <laughs>
2: Uh, you need to come out of screen sharing
1: mode, I Hang on, hang on, hang on. Next! Oh, we've done this one as well. Hey, it's our friend! Destroy our worlds! Devour our worlds! Whoa! Unicron! Number four on the countdown. Wow! You obviously think Unicron is pretty damn scary.
0: Wow.
2: You know. Yeah, I mean, he, he kills Primus. That's,
0: kill Primus. Yeah,
2: that's what you do when... What a dude. When no. you're ending your comic. You <laughs> kill Primus.
1: I mean, he kills continuities, more importantly. Like, uh, Unicron turns up and you're like, oh, that's the end of the book then. Where do we go
2: from here? As you know, I, I don't like... I, I thankfully, IDW didn't uh, do it. But I don't like the um, sort of uh, Furman, Wave era idea, but there is only one. Oh, yeah, no one, one likes between all the different continuacies. Who could I
0: possibly have... like that idea?
2: Well, we only a ever criminal. seen lose. When, when does he ever win? When did he ever get out of Marvel Universe and make the in him? Mm. So I'm, I'm not a particular fan of that.
1: But, no, uh...
0: yeah, show me one fan of that idea. Show me one, one of them.
1: He does have a high kill rate. But... Killed
0: ape face.
2: Oh No one he
1: else
0: has does. ever done that.
1: He killed Megatron.
2: Well, he transformed him into Galvatron, but... Oh, it... right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you really only have seen the first two minutes of Transformers <laughs> movie, haven't you, it's right.
0: I guess he did kill Megatron. <laughs>
2: that's a, a whole hour, but will blow your mind.
0: After he turned Megatron into Spot.
2: <laughs> oh, yes, that's... Leonard Nimoy gives the best performance in that film, uh, by a mile, I think, but... Uh...
1: Oh, he is very enjoyable. He's just also so absolute. You're like, I don't know what to do with this thing I'm being presented with. It's, I don't know. He sees him like, which is why I guess IDW ended up treating him as more of a concept, construct, or he's not really actually a thing in his own right. He's a dude inside of him, piloting him.
2: He just needs a hug? That's...
1: We just need literally a fucking hug to forget all the d- genocide and.
2: But we we forgave Megatron, yeah, and uh, maybe we can forgive. Needs a hug, man. I mean, he, he's stuck in a black hole with John Barber with Optimus Prime for the rest of time, so maybe that's.
0: Punishment's Wait. enough. Actually, hang I mean, on. Who, who's forgiving who there? Surely Unicron should be forgiving Optimus Prime for all the all the. Surely,
1: yeah. But I mean, we as the reader hmm. forgive Megatron because he's hot. Yeah. We don't forgive Unicron guy because he's not.
0: No, he's ugly. No, but, I mean, he's, he's a little hot, but big Unicron isn't.
2: I, I, I'm i worried about Marion's hotly based legal offence systems. I'm going to be screamed if I ever go to court for anything now.
1: Look, do not quote me, okay? Just saying. <laughs> Speaking of hot guys, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our top three and on the second place we have a tie, friends. Ooh. Tie between two equally quite horrible people mm-hmm. First, <laughs> we have Sander who has come up earlier in this podcast about five hours ago <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of you clearly find Sander quite scary and I can't blame you he's quite a horrifying guy but he's um, a call number two it's somebody who hasn't actually come up all this time ton Good old ton, he, he has not, The DJ, D in fact have not come up in anyone's scariest moments, they have come up in honorable mentions. Mm. But you guys, this guy <laughs> has dead bodies hanging on his wall as first edition manuscripts. He drinks the blood of innocents from centuries ago, he ran concentration camps, he he speaks people to death, and he used to be in Optimus Prime's good guy club. He's awful.
2: Nobody ever gave him a hug. That was a problem
0: there you know know, he's too try hard to be scary i think you know he's he's, i think think there's a reason the djd aren't getting aren't getting the top spots except in the honorable mentions
1: you know they're, they're they're trying too hard do you reckon is it also because they do find ultimately a horrible death um which isn't actually that horrible no it's quick yeah um, They've merciful got... if anything. Nothing deserves that quick enough.
0: No. Um, yeah, a ridiculous trial where they get put in charge of a, of a, of a battleship. That would have been. <laughs> That's what they
2: deserve. That's a solution uh, to every problem.
0: Yeah. Battleship. <laughs> um, yes, yes, they, they certainly do a lot of horrible things and they really put a lot of effort into being scary. But, um,. I don't know, I feel like you gotta be you gotta be cool to be super scary. You gotta you gotta just be tossing it off. You're just gonna be like throwing it out there. I don't even care.
1: Oh scares, horror, I don't know. Is it is it something there around the fact that they became cute when um what's her face?
2: Uh Nickel. Nickel
1: turned up and then he was all, oh look at these cuddly guys and they're cute female psychic that's just, they're just kind,
0: of, they're kind of they're idiots. just
1: all lovable killers that kill each other actually and keep a pet that's like somebody who's they've tortured and lobotomized and just <laughs> keeping chains, but
0: he's so cute, look at him. Oh, yeah, these guys. Whoa. Um, Yeah, I guess they're sort of dangerous in the way that, like, Freddy Krueger is dangerous. Like, he's killed a lot of people in pretty horrible ways, but he's, like, cackling, he's having a ball. He wears oh, a yeah. lovely sweater. Yeah, he's got a look, he's got a vibe. It's, uh... He's just a pedophile, you know?
1: Yeah, like, but look, he's so <laughs> And,
2: and Tom f- throws a disco, you know, he, he, he has a fun concentration camp. we will put you into a light, the fashion rooms and music, and uh, have a hot t- time with the old town tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I He treats kids to whatever it is that he treats him to. Maybe I'm getting my fun things confused. Uh, Massage. I did, yeah. I think I, I know which fanfic. I just got confused that you don't want to go there.
0: Okay, okay. So, who's our number one
2: scary person? And are there any fanfics about them? That's my two questions.
1: <gasps> Who would have thought this would be the number one scariest character?
2: <laughs> Stunned silence. Hey!
1: It's hey!
0: overload!
1: Oh massive fucking psychotic... It's very
0: large, that toy, isn't it? Jeez.
1: Crazy about his ex. <laughs> pipes. <laughs> <smasher>. <laughs> <clears throat> I will kill Megatron first, <laughs> except when I'm dressing up as a woman politician and hanging out with spiders, <laughs> and a little girl, well, she's not a little girl at that point at all, is she, actually, she's in her a 30s woman now. comes across and splits me in two. Oh. And- throws me in different sides of the space-time continuum. Well, half me is at the beginning of time, and half me is at the end of time, and fucking hell, man. He made his end proper.
2: Uh, I'm supposed you did actually grip the toy in two there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I always thought that was coming too.
2: Whoa!
1: I'm sorry, he's a rather expensive toy, so no. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, I I should have got my uh, my cheap-ass Hasbro overlord. Nobody cares if he gets damaged. (laughs) Uh.
1: Overlord!
0: Overlord, he's scary because he don't give a shit, that's why.
1: He's unpredictable, isn't he? Like, he's very uh, single-minded but at the same time, you don't know when he's going to snap at you. Like, you know what he wants but you don't know how he's going to get to it. Mm. Like, what's he gonna do is he gonna decide to take over some random prison on a planet and kill all the inhabitants and like make everyone else fight each other like there's some kind of like gladiatorial (laughs) arena and then just rips people's faces off and he uses other people's brains as lockpicks and <laughs> uses chainsaws to cut their insides out and he, he, you just don't know what he's going to do next. He's,
0: he's, he's, he's got a bag of tricks which is seemingly endless and he's good value with them all.
1: He is. Also a lovely tie. I highly recommend it.
0: Is that the Kana Facts?
1: Kana Fax.
2: Yeah, we, we we're we now sponsored by Nick Roach and we're sponsored by MMC. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: damn. When is that run coming out?
1: <gasps> we have a run toy coming out, you guys. I mean, there's already a run toy, but he really doesn't count, does he? I mean, he was he was good bad. enough for a while. <laughs> he, <laughs> was, he was cute. It was nice to have him officially recognized, but, like, no, I want the new one.
2: I think the uh, the Siege One has now been sullied by all these uh, fictional tired appearances, uh, being about energon enemas So we, we need proper God, proper uh, original IDW who was never given anyone an enemy in his life. I would imagine. Very, he was a bad psychiatrist, so you can't be sure. Yeah, I, don't know I he Did some orthodox procedures, but I like to think that he never did. Hmm.
0: I don't think it was a, I don't think it was beyond him.
2: Yeah, got controversial. Maybe he's yeah. a really scariest transformer. Oh, right. Yeah. A psychiatrist who just will randomly, whatever you.
1: I just. I want to share some of the comments about Overlord, right? Yeah. Which were, Overlord, that man is not well. I D W Overlord, you have met him. You have met him, right? And, excuse me, let me move this screen out of the way. Overlord, insanely powerful psychopath who loves being cruel for the sake of it. It's just, you know, you you guys clearly love him.
0: Yeah. I mean, most uh... people are only cruel for money or power, but yeah, Overlord wants to be cruel.
1: (gasps) Who do you think is your personal scariest character? Who me? Mm You and
0: that shit. Who am I scared of? Um. Hmm, I'm looking around all these objects uh, and trying to figure which, uh, which one which ones scare me. Um. Okay. Chrome dome.
1: That, that's a good choice, actually. That's very solid.
0: Yeah, Chrome dome has the respect of many. Chrome has the legitimacy of the state. Chrome Dome has friends who support him. Chrome really? is a is a career lobotomist and cop. Yeah, and uh, receives no punishment, no comeuppance for the uh, Mengelian chief, and yeah. um, isn't really even. I mean, he's sort of sad about it, but like, dude, he did some. This is like war. This is Nuremberg level shenanigans here, and uh, where are we supposed to be sad for you because you like blew up your 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 husband? Is that,
1: is, is mm. that the demon term? term? Mm. But he's such a tormented soul who mm. can't get over the things he's done. and no. well, those are the most
2: a- dangerous people. He's a Jack Bauer. Of transformers, he does all these terrible interrogations.
1: I feel sad about it afterwards. <laughs> not even like Jackpot. He's worse than Jackpot. He does it on the sly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he gets off on it as well. It's like this drugs kind of analogue. With like, oh, just one more, you know. Once you start, once you've started, it, it's a bit Moorish, you know. <sighs> he
1: wipes his own memory, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. High on his own supply, dude.
1: Yeah,
0: he's got problems. The man is not well.
1: Yeah, I'm. I am with you on this one, Stuart. How about you?
2: Uh, oh well, uh, I think Overlord was a very strong choice uh, for number one. I think partly as well because he had very few appearances and they're uh, all written by the same two people, so there's a consistency there that really helps. Uh, I like to say Paul Megatron, who every single writer who wrote Megatron writes a completely different version of Megatron. Over the years at IDW, uh, but there's one overlord, and he's just one mean, terrible, awful guy. Well, if I were to pick uh, one that's not on the list, uh, oh, I would say, uh, did yeah, I want to be controversial, like Tom. I want to say, like, Often was fine because he was a cop, something like that. Yeah, sick to a man, uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he, oh. is, he he yields a lot of power. You
2: know, that's what sort of that's what I that his uh, his own comic was mainly trying to beat us over the head with. But uh, but yeah, I I, I like Galvatron, uh, other you know, G One variants both for film and the comics, and even a little bit of a cartoon. He doesn't have quite as good a voice. But I think he's uh, probably my personal favourite. Big scary purple god. <laughs> and uh, no, we've done something to Tom. Oh no, we've come for him!
1: Oh no, what's happening? We're uh, all uh, trying to vanish!
2: And he's the one in charge of this uh, call as well. So he's the only one who can end it. So we're stuck here till he returns.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, my own personal horror story is we're not gonna wrap this up by nine o'clock, which is when Waitrose closing. So let's get to it, Tom or not Tom?
2: All right, <laughs> we have to do it without him. <coughs> Well, uh the, the two of us <laughs> for
1: now. Well, they <laughs> Oh no. Oh no, you back. They didn't get you. What happened, Tom? I need to get to Waitrose before 9. Okay. Let's wrap this up.
0: Right. Sorry. I had to piss. Um well, you couldn't wait 2 minutes. <gasps> oh, no, I really couldn't. <laughs> it was really getting quite
2: quite quite oh, upsetting. One
1: drinking wine all evening. What's going on? <laughs> I
2: well, anyway. Let's stop taking a peace
1: this has been an exceptional evening of Mm peace-taking it was so good to go through your answers about Transformers Scariest Moments I think as we've established Transformers is pretty gory man Mm. which we we didn't know but it's like getting it all together it's like and it's not just gory there's like different elements of it there's definitely a lot of space horror there body horror definitely but also a fair bit of mind horror i would say
2: yeah eyeballs faces pits yeah it's uh this we could probably get get some rugged analysis of all of this (laughs) Uh,
1: man there was too much to choose from
2: (laughs) (laughs) but uh we hope in these troubled times you're having a, a decent halloween out there if you're watching it on the day, you're, 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 you're living in a rubble well if you're watching it in the future. <laughs> but we will return again at some point soon.
1: <laughs> I will be dead by the time you watch this.
2: Wow, that'll be... If we are all dead by the time this day's out, uh, that'll be three people out, that it. Um,
1: Remember us fondly.
2: <laughs>
0: Remember us how we were.
2: Oh, yes, in a suffocating... Uh, Artificial unofficial Grey cosplay mask.
0: That's yeah. What he <laughs> That's going to carve that into your grave, sir. <laughs> what he was. This is how it's uh, yeah.
1: honouring his memory. Tom is just a pumpkin.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That uh, uh, says Tom on it.
2: <laughs> so we know. <laughs> on a notes, note, gentlemen, listen to go put a little candle <laughs> in your pumpkins. And goodbye, everybody! Happy Halloween! I know. Can we put the theme music on the video? I don't know. No!